Excuse Wrap it up, me. nerd. Right, I don't know what this is called, and I don't care. Two, three, four. No, wait, we're not doing that kind of show. Yes, welcome to the Star Trek Chilled Out Show. Uh, we are uh, the usual Timelines Talks crew that are doing our chilled out. Just Let's just chat and chill, talk Star Trek, talk live, talk whatever. And yes, how are you guys doing? Guys, I had I had to go to a child's birthday party today. I had to endure. Right, and no child. That Were I you know. the clown? I was, no, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, I came as Captain Picard. It started early. No, no, it's that typical situation where someone in, in, in the school group invites everyone in the class, and so all the parents have to go there. So there's children running around, screaming everywhere in this kind of soft play centre, and then there's there's me and like loads of other parents just standing, and I'm just not looking at people going, so... Do you like Star Trek? No? Okay, this is going to go well. <laughs> Did you really lead no, with that? Wow. No, no. <laughs> so what do you do no, for that's, a living? That's uh, a never lead with that one. Yeah. Never lead with that. What, I, do you do? what do you do most evenings? I, <laughs> I would just I would find a wall, find a chair, find mm. a sofa off of the corner, and just isolate myself mm. and just let the kids do what they do and... If someone talks to me, fine. But otherwise, I'm I'm just I'm gonna be a professional wallflower. Well, what what made it worse is like <sighs> my children sort of like you know usually they play together. I got two boys, and like one went one direction, one went the other direction, and I'm just like I've got to try and keep an oh. eye on you and try and make small talk. And I'm like I feel bad because I'm not ignoring you. I'm just trying to work out what he's doing up there on up that high. Okay, is he? No, he's fine. <laughs> Now, Big, see, when, you when it gets he to that point, try and find a wall, and I was like, "Is he going to pull Steve McQueen? Is he going to get a baseball to start?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's it's a Shawshank situation where I'm just trying to tunnel uh, my way out over the course of the party. It's a, but no, yeah, it's like when, especially if I I have to take more than one kid to a party situation, it's like mm -hmm. you can you can think it's like yes, I'm going to keep an eye on be a responsible parent. But like, especially if it's at somebody's house or something where it's I've never been before, mm -hmm. you just kind of have to kind of hang on and wait for somebody to scream, basically. Yes. And oh, just... is that the time? Oh dear, God. <laughs> make you well, because that that is a thing. It's like, and that's not something. It's something you don't realize until you're a parent. Is that you will recognize your own children's cries and screams apart from anyone else's. Yeah. So you'll hear a scream, and it's like, oh, that's not my kid. I don't care. Um, and <laughs> you'll wait much. until the signature of your child it's like oh, okay well it's mine i guess all right what's the deal <laughs> but yeah so that it and like i said it's it's not something that you would know until you have your own children it's like it it's is a very unique a it's like their own <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like bird song it's like everyone has yeah. their own yeah fair enough how is your so, weekends guys or what started of it? I am playing hurt. Oh, I, yes. I I actually I feel pretty awful. I am heavily medicated at the moment. Uh, so if it's a good my my voice, the... no. okay. it's it starts just, with Glenn it's... something. 
So, yes, no, I've taken <laughs> I've taken three things in the last four hours that all end in Edrin. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> Edrin Dax. Okay, I'll yeah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, get out of here, get out of here, Joe Piscopo. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, uh, Star Trek and companionship is going to have to get me through this. Okay, well we can offer at least one of the two. <laughs> I'll have whiskey, so we'll, we'll work on that. Oh, That's your true companion, really. We can only but try to be as, as as wonderful to you. I'm doing all right. Work was work, and now I I sit here and I contemplate life's mysteries. <laughs> oh yeah, what is the current uh, unraveling? Um, my slippers are broken. I need new ones. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I go through so many pairs of slippers. It is ridiculous. Like, I've, I've, I don't know whether I'm just flat-footed or something, but, um, it, yeah, I just end up wearing holes in whatever brand I buy. <laughs> I never wear yeah. holes, but they always break the sole in the exact same place. It's like, um, yeah. near the arch of my foot, I always break every single shoe in the exact same place. It's ridiculous. Can you make it go? Did you make go. It go I had to figure out which triggers we were on. <laughs> we're on the sub triggers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Subs can trigger all our, our bollocks. <laughs> go for it. Go nuts. <laughs> That's very intimate. Stay away from my bollocks. Yes, <laughs> please trigger me. Uh, Auto, how are you? <laughs> so if we were in the daycare, daddy daycare group together, what kind of bets would we make on each other's children? <laughs> It'd have to be some sort of race. Oh, no, who would cry first? Who would cry first? <laughs> no, because I'd oh. like make them cry on purpose just to win the bet. That wouldn't be. Fair. <laughs> you can't throw anything. You're not allowed. Hmm. <laughs> what would I bet on my children? This is not something I've given any kind of thought. Loudest, loudest shout. I think. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Spanners, for subscribing. <laughs> you are amazing. We love you. Well, I love you. I don't know about these guys. Hi. Hi. How do we get more subscribers from these chill-out streams than any other show? Because that, no one gives a shit about done. timelines anymore. No one cares about that. Let's just talk, let's just talk about Star Trek. By the way, WRG Ben will be on March 23rd for the yes. Q&A. <laughs> oh, hey, look who's just joined the chat. <laughs> this, is our, this is our avenue to decide that when timelines dies, maybe we'll have something else. <laughs> this is our uh, putting the apples in maybe the basket. Fingers Maybe in the, the clue was uh, 25th century Q is the ship ability. Time is broken. Timelines is broken. It's all yeah. coming to an end. Actually, we are working on one or two new things for the channel. Mm. Yeah. Once we go post-charity so, uh, post stream, there'll be a few new things coming. I mean, speaking of timelines dying, I mean, do we want do we want to talk about that now, or we want to wait a little later on? <laughs> sure, let's just break we... let's just break that bubble now. We'll talk about the. Uh, I mean, you, you you guys are just like we don't want to talk about timelines because not timelines talks, but we have to talk about the objective event. <laughs> oh boy, go, go. <sighs> yeah. Um, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do we want to set the scene a little bit of go on. of what it is i'll set and... the scene i'll set the scene oh you gotta okay. use the dollar dollar mark it's no. <laughs> <Listen>, some <subject. Damn> <laughs> thank you and it does still didn't work oh no i didn't enable poopy for subscribers 
Sorry. It's the best trigger, you dipshit! <laughs> yeah, well, I just haven't. I've got a lot on my plate. Leave me alone. Go on. Uh, <laughs> no, by yeah. the way, Go my on. favorite insult ever levied on the stream was last week when Idol says something and Star says, You uh, fucking gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Which, uh, considering your past as uh, Gollum in Lord of the Tears, it actually kind of fits. Yeah, I am down. Idle does have that kind of. He has that gremlin Hobbit sort of like aesthetic to him, but it's like it does have its charms. To be fair, he's a very charming individual when he wants to be. Yeah, love you too. Thanks. Right. Anyway, with uh, next week we'll be starting. Nice thing I've ever said about you. <laughs> Okay, so the 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 um, objective event it kind of drops like the turd that it is uh, just into everyone's event hub, and it whether you like you, it or you not. could see what yeah well you could see what these events were well from the first thing you could see the rewards and the rewards were significantly better than they have been for objective events in the recent past you know there's a super rare citation. Uh, a purple 10x pull portal pack uh you know that's fine these these are things that we all like and like to have but then you see the objectives that you have to do which uh the two that stand out are win not participate in but win 20 arena ship battles in the admiral division in two days. and then win not days. not not attempt well well see that's that's the other part uh, it's like win 50 gauntlet matches so we saw those things come up and it's like those are not easy that's going to take some doing hopefully this objective event they give you more than the two days than these other objective events have given us in the past and then uh, on the forum uh, Shan confirmed that no this is the same two days that you get for any other objective event and that's when things went sideways and haywire as far as i'm concerned because these are these are tough asks even if we had more than the two days but for these two days to do it in two days for the, that for is the, very difficult yeah. for, for the stress involved yeah. in trying to win every arena event and try and like manage your merits in your gauntlet to get an all frozen behold and add a star to the hansons might not really be worth it in the long run <laughs> I'll take yeah. the crons. I'll take the yeah. crod achievement, but the others, I'm just like. Ugh. Yeah. Have you ever seen a more tacit admission they don't play their own game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yes, actually, when Adira's. <clears throat> I mean, how many examples do you want? But when Adira's art was wrong, and they waited till the ninety. What was it, ninety third out of ninety fourth hour or whatever to get? It was, oh it was yeah, one it was hour left like yeah, before the end. Yeah. Four, four days. It was up in the event hub. It was every time you log in, it's on like the splash screen. And then with one hour left, they're like, "Oh, that was the wrong one. Let us change it." So okay. yeah, none mm. of them logged in for four days at least, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna happily happily skip it, but yeah, we'll 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 see, we'll see how it pans out and see who does it. What the I feedback mean, I, is. I'm gonna give it a shot, and I might even complete it. But you know, probably it, it's... probably two percent of players at best will complete well, it. Well, the thing is, I, I've done the thing what a lot of people are doing. I've changed to a level one ship in the arena to tank my arena down so I can get in wins. But now I'm looking at kind of going, 
actually, why have I been bothering with Arena all this time? I'm quite happy letting myself sink and just lose battles to get my dailies done. I don't really need the well, credits it, that much. Well, yeah, I was going to say, the dailies <laughs> is actually what you play it for. That's it, yeah. Um, so I'm actually like kind of going, well, I'll give other people a chance. I've, I've had my number one a few times like this. That'll do. Like, the well, I mean, I, I like getting the, 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 doing a top five win in Admiral is, is nice and ad, like, helps accumulate the credits for uh, for retrieval. But other than that, it's really not mm. anything of value. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, the Gauntlet one isn't as bad, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it's still a really tight margin, but the fact that it refreshes every four hours, especially if you, like, don't care about your rank and you only target like you know plus 10 plus 10 plus 10 you especially if you follow the way i do which is like you wait 20 minutes after the um gauntlet side then you start at like white rank 140 and you just farm all the little ones that are easy like you could probably get get to 50 okay probably would be a bit tight uh you'd have to be checking your phone compulsively to do it the uh, the arena one is there is no margin of error there is, no, there is yeah. literally there is... not a sink. You cannot fail one. No, that's it. It's sure, over. you yeah. can. For the low, low cost of one hundred and fifty dilithium. Oops, and you couldn't get it. Well, it's only three hundred dilithium. I that's guess. the issue. A lot of people play. I've had of is like, well, this is just turned into from pay to win. Which fine. We know these games have mechanics of pay to win. That's fine. That's what you get for playing a free yeah. game. But this has turned into pay to play. Because if you lose, then you yes. have. If you want that, if you want that site, if you want that. Um, is it the I don't know I've not looked is it the premium portal for the for the arena it's the premium portal yeah, yeah if you want that you've got to pay to lithium for it we've never had to do that before not in a galaxy you don't have to pay 150 to lithium to, to win a galaxy premium so why do we now yeah. well the, the pack is locked behind you have to complete all three of the other ones yeah and then the the, the site is locked behind all of them alright here's what j jumped out to me this is from Wicked Realm Games Community Manager. Quote, this is not a mandatory activity, but it is also not a let's just give freebies to players type of thing. And I'm thinking, all right, I know I'm like the most lazy player on the planet, right? And I always slack off and take the easy route, especially in events. Uh -huh. But yeah, like, you, could, you, 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 you couldn't win that fourth event in... <laughs> February, you slacker. But you have yeah. dozens of like veteran, longtime players who always get like rank 100 or better in events coming out of the woodwork to tell you uh, we would like it to be possible without you know spending. And they're like, and they're they're so fucking dismissive. They're like, oh, this is not a freebies thing. You got to work for. It. I'm like, you gotta pay. Bitch, <laughs> I I can literally win. Literally, I can literally win a skirmish. Or a galaxy event without spending a single dilithium crystal. The fact that an objective event that runs over two days <laughs> has that tight of a margin of error. Oh, he's being he's being eaten alive. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is ludicrous. Yeah. It's just yeah. a who who mm -hmm. thought that, that was easy? Who thought that, that like no? They didn't think it was easy. They were like, uh, they'll do it. They'll 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 pony up the dilithium. They'll be like, and it's like. Yeah, probably, but I'm not going to feel great about it, and I'm going to remember this the next time you are you, one of your offers pops up, and be like, actually, you know what? Probably kind of nah, actually, mm. nah. Right? Okay, okay, okay. 
That is your your dong to indicate that the timeline's ranting is now over. You have had your allocated. Damn it, I had save so it, much save more it for Wednesday. Right. Save it for Wednesday. All right. We've got here, people, I'll, I'll, we're playing I'll our Wednesday, aren't we? Uh, no, we're doing something uh, else, maybe. I don't know. We might be. Who knows? Mm. I, I was given another another note that I'm being extorted to read. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's really sweet, but uh, well, she's been waiting for the last ten minutes. I was like, no, we're we're talking about stuff right now. No, no, no. What do the it's what do the ancient texts say? It says, "Oh, you're the best dad. Love you. It's it's for the children. I love you. You're the best. Love you. I'm a role model. Not and true word were not spoken. Bless. Yeah." she she's gonna she's gonna want something later. I don't know what it is yet. But yeah. <laughs> oh bless. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you about the there's, one upside. There's the a one... pile of something on the floor outside, and we don't know what it is. But you're gonna have to clean it up when you get out there. It's a pile of objective events. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, speaking of objective events, let me tell you how shit this whole thing is. Don't, let, don't make oh, me tell there. <laughs> Right, right, right. And what did you do then? The glasses break. I, that's what I did actually anticipate that if I moved my keyboard away. Oh, that's right, very I nice. have the Crafty Brewing Company Pale Ale, a discerning golden pale ale with fruity citrus notes, and it has a mustache on it, so it must be good. I'm going for a classic. Nice. I've got the, the Brew Dogs Elvis Juice, which is a, a grapefruit uh, IPA. It's quite nice. I like it. Grapefruit? I don't uh, think grapefruit and Elvis. Grapefruit and Elvis, apparently. Ooh. I am. This is a brand new bottle. Le, it's Lecheg. <laughs> three quarters full. <laughs> Glenn Lecheg. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Um, big. I want you to take this as the highest compliment possible. You have the exact same taste of whiskey as my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I do I you, do take that as a compliment. Do you smell a brute cologne? <laughs> do you have stories of no, the I, sea? I smell. <laughs> you uh, the I think like. <laughs> My, my granddad's one is Old Spice, actually, so not far oh, off. Yeah. In the Navy. Yes, I'm an old salt. Dude, when are we going to jam? Because oh, yeah. uh, Big sings and plays guitar. I sing, I play sax, piano. Idol plays fucking accordion and keyboard and I don't know what else, and guitar, and he sings. So... We're gonna put stars on tambourine, and we're gonna go loco yeah, when we meet up. I will for play the triangle. Yeah. I need to make I need to make a new intro, which might need some sh guitar shredding on it, big at some point. So I may need to employ oh, your dude, former metal I am, skills. I am in. Yes, I may need. I that. am in. Might be related to our Klingon yeah. SDA campaign, which I'm sort of listening to various forms of metal to work out what the kind of intro is gonna be. <laughs> I started Very listening good. to, and oh. a, few, a few of our subscribers will know this one as well, I started listening to Baby Metal the other day. Have you ever heard of Baby Metal? <laughs> no. You should I listen to Baby not. Metal. Right, so yeah. imagine, right, this sick, absolutely awesome metal band were playing the, the best kind of shredding, the best kind of sort of like almost Slipknot-esque kind of metal, with three Japanese yeah. girls singing over the top of it. It is, <laughs> it is something, and I've had some of their songs yeah. running through my head over the last few days, because I put it on, and it's like, you're just like, yeah, this is really good metal, and kind of going, yeah, the singing's okay, and then the more you listen to it, the more you kind of go, actually, I really like this. <laughs> and I posted on our Discord yeah, earlier, and I've managed to, managed to rope like, other people into listening Like, if anybody... If you've ever heard like the uh, the theme song to like Teen Titans Go or something yes. like that, just imagine that 
but then you have just like death metal underneath yeah. it. That's that's basically what baby it's metal really sounds good. like. I really like yeah. it. <laughs> if you just said to me about twenty years ago, what do you think of them? Like, oh my god, this is the worst shit ever. But like, <laughs> but no, now I really like it. Yeah, um, we're too old to have credibility anymore. So you you just like things because you like them, not because you think you're supposed to like but them. But it's actually it's also metal. Crit- I can play in front of my children because there's no swearing. It's all in Japanese. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. What was I gonna say? Hey. <laughs> Dude, you can start your own K-pop band with what you got going on over there. No, seriously. <laughs> just, just giggles. <laughs> Welcome to the giggle show. Yeah. I don't know, but this is better than anything we got to say. So just keep going. <laughs> All right, do you know what? The one, the one advantage of me going to this place, uh, you know, to this childcare, the soft play center this morning, was like, so I resigned myself to like, the kids have gone off to have some food, and I'm like, well, I'm a bit hungry, so I'll go on. I was looking at the menu, and it's typical kind of like, they've just got one sort of 14-year-old in the kitchen just like, you know, cooking up nuggets and chips and burgers and things like that. I like, yeah, I'll, just have, right. I'll just have a cheeseburger, and I'll just have something like that. And I ate it, and it was fucking amazing. It was like one of the best cheeseburgers I've had recently. I was like, holy Christ, this is really good. I was somewhat surprised. So my question is to you guys: like, what is what is the best burger you've had recently? <laughs> oh, can I say my own? Is that too <laughs> egotistical? Oh, well, it depends what you no. put on it. What have you got with it? Because you just say bread okay, and burger, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take no, it. No, I didn't grill it all last year because of you know Corona. We didn't have too many people over, so I busted out the grill for a boys. I had a boys' night. We watched what do we watch? We watched Top Gun and Bloodsport. Did you Which, watch Commando? Uh, I actually implored no, you to watch Commando that night. I, we, it was at the top of the list. The boys voted and they didn't vote for Commando. Matrix! <laughs> so but I had... Hey, Bloodsport is a killer choice. I that, that would go at the top of it. It's, it's so bad it's good, yeah. Exactly! Um, exactly! Well, listen, we had home fries with special spice that we bring from Ooh. Latvia. Uh, buddy... But his wife made bread, so he brought that and potato salad, bacon wrapped cheddar stuffed burgers, mm. spiced steak. Um, wife marinated chicken, so we made skewers off that. Some merguez spicy sausage. Uh, what else did we have? Oh, she made apple pie too. What a sweetheart she is. So the boys, you know, packed in and and and. Actually, because it was still cold, so like by the time we were done eating dinner outside on the patio, it was like it was like in the the single digits. But uh, you know, we we soldiered through and we ate all the food, and then came inside and watched awful eighties movies until the boy said they can go home. But yeah, it was fun. If you guys lived closer, we would do that mm-hmm. like every other weekend, and we would stream half of them mm-hmm. too. Yes, live action grilling. Well, two of us are in England, so that you know, you guys have to come to us. You know, we outvote you. <laughs> I think, I think, and stars, you can corroborate. I think we're gonna have a partial live timelines talks coming up soon. Ooh. Partially, partially interesting. Through by hook or by crook, it'll happen. Um, so for me, I think I'm not a giant burger person. All that usually, I, I like a good burger, but it's not my go-to like arrangement of meat, as it were. Um, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> the bottles comes. You must be familiar with um with Honest Burger, yeah. Um, the, the they're a, they're a brand in. You, you must have an Honest Burger near where no, you live. I don't think we do. Not not no? this way. Okay. Um, so they do a really nice um. The one I always have is it's really called Honest Burger. It's a beef patty. Um, they offer lettuce. I always take it off because I don't believe in lettuce. What? I just don't believe in it. What? I don't, no, no. But, <laughs> the crunch. Well, I do have the, the crystal clear crunch no. of a nice iceberg lettuce as it because... softens the palate between the burger and the cheese no. and just gives you the texture sensation no. that enhances wow, the overall flavor. How could you? No. That's, <laughs> no. That's why the Easter Bunny hasn't visited Star's house in the last 20 years. <laughs> That's fine. I supply all my own chocolate. Thank you very much. Um, so. Yeah, you get your beef pay. I always get a double, so I get two. I get a thing. And you get like uh, loads of like um, good cheddar cheese on there, and then they do a delicious red onion relish mm. that is like the Ooh. perfect blend of savory and sweet. And they have it in a nice, like tightly packed bun, and it's always just like coated in cheese. Like I have to peel off the the um the wrapper off, and it's the best. Um, and as a side, they give you these really nice chips, like or fries, as the Americans would call them. Um, and it's covered in rosemary salt. Ooh. And rosemary salt is not it's not bitter at all. Like if you never had rosemary salt, it's not it hasn't got the normal like bite of like table salt or rock salt. It's like perfectly smooth, but it's still got that bite. It's it is delicious. I've got two rosemary plants, and, and I love. I will put rosemary on everything. I love it. It's such a nice flavor. Mm. We've got a so, rosemary bush outside that's so overgrown. End of every year, you know, you cut off like <clears throat> like three kilos yeah. of just rosemary, and you can dry it or you can do whatever with it. So nice. Oh, so good. Well, actually, that 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 does re that does remind me of the best burger that I've had. I'm back here somewhere. Don't don't worry. I'm, <laughs> Dude, I've seen more tonsils on the stream than like the rest right? of my life combined. Right. <laughs> oh, seriously. <laughs> But uh, there was a place that we uh, went to when we did not a like a vacation, but we kind of a staycation. We stayed in the greater DFW area, and we went to a place that is a burger restaurant that has a completely unrelated, ridiculous name. It's called Rodeo Goat. <laughs> yes, it's called Rodeo Goat, and it's a burger restaurant. And uh, I had a uh, burger that the burger itself was delicious, and it had all the normal things that you would uh, have on a burger. Your, you know, your tomatoes and your accursed lettuce and other things. Uh, but it, but it also had uh, bacon marmalade on it. So you're talking about like sweet and savory, and that that was the thing that just put it over the top. And bacon marmalade. If you have opportunities. Avail yourself of bacon marmalade. Mm. It will change your worldview. No, the only thing we have here like so that is bacon A's, which I don't think it's is vegetarian friendly apparently, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that came. You not heard of bacon A's? Bacon mayonnaise? Yeah, it's yeah, no. <laughs> that doesn't sound humanity friendly, much less vegan friendly. <laughs> How many baby seals do they have to grind up to make that monstrosity? <laughs> Imagine talking about bacon eggs when we have pigs in blankets. Like pigs in blankets is the far oh, superior. Yes, yes. By the way, have we successfully convinced anyone in chat to go make like a bite to eat while they're watching? Yeah, because a lot of people are probably really hungry now. Our, our work is well, we lost three viewers since, so there you go. They've probably got like, fuck it, I'm hungry. Let's go. 
Okay. Favorite food or treat that you have that you know is bad for you and has some like unfortunate side effect for you, but you can't stop. Oh gosh. That's like everything Ooh. I eat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, for me specifically, mozzarella sticks. Oh, that's um, pretty good. Like little, like, like little breaded mozzarella sticks. Um, I usually have them with like either a salsa dip. It's like one of the few things I bother having a dip with. Like it needs it. Um, and I'll eat entire boxes of these things. And then I always feel like absolute garbage the next day. Like my stomach will always be upset, yeah. but I'm like, not nah, worth it. I needed to do it. it <laughs> it's got to be just generally Chinese takeaways. Like I adore Chinese takeaways, yeah. especially mm. for the place we have. It's just mm. absolutely amazing. And we will get it. We will get a lot of different things, spend too much money on there. Have a, but there's so much. It doesn't come in a bag. It comes in a box. <laughs> it's like it comes in a crate. And like, yeah, we will eat it, feel ill, regret it. And, but yeah, we enjoy it every time. Our, our chat is equally degenerate. We have uh, equal sign lowercase letter J equal sign cold. I have a meat lover's pizza next to me. I apologize for everything bad I ever said about you. Shy says, I'm hungry, but I had a huge bag of Doritos, salsa, and chips ahoy at 4 a.m. What are you doing with your life, dude? <laughs> Calorie penance. Okay, I like so, that term. Uh, I, think, I love you guys. I, yeah, I, I think my, my answer is um, every time that we go for uh, to like an actual Mexican Tex-Mex restaurant, they will always have the baskets of chips and salsa. Mm -hmm. And I always tell myself, it's like, I, I'll give myself like a number of chips or something. It's like, I'll eat 25 <laughs> chips. Really? <laughs> I might as well, yeah. And then four, four, I'm going yeah, to have 40 I know. tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's 40 just, grains. And then, Four, four baskets of chips later and it's like well because i'm the kind of degenerate that's like i will i will eat the baskets of chips and the salsa and it's like my kids don't want the salsa so i'll have their salsa too yeah. and just tear through all this stuff and then i'll eat my entire entree and then i'll go back to the chips and salsa again after i'm absolutely miserable full so it's yeah and like nifty mittens just said and they always refill them they keep coming around it's like olive garden it's just like you get to the bottom of it and they just give you more and they don't ask you if you want more they just give it to you and so it's it's diabolical and i love it and i hate it that reminds you of like the one wreck it ralph 2 joke that made me laugh which was that scene where um oh, they're feeding the, like, the, the the cartoon mascot whatever it is like this cute bunny they like feeds him like pancakes and the first time he has it he's like oh this is really good um like, and there's like more pancakes more and then it just keeps on it until it's just like stuff I was like and looks miserable and then they just like slowly put like even oh, more that's like the um <laughs> It just explodes. Yeah, well, no, the fact that it explodes makes me think that's a, it's a Mr. Creosote reference. Monty Python, Mr. yeah, yeah. Just a wafer thin mincer. It's wafer thin. Yes. Wafer. <laughs> okay, how about, how about, all right, let's flip this. What is the worst meal you have eaten out? So, you know, you don't have to blame your wife. Uh, what is the worst meal you've ever eaten out in your life? Worst Ooh. as in like quality, or... as in you've really regretted. Not not that you've regretted eating it, but it was just generally you question the ability of the chef in the kitchen. Oh, mm. and you may be possibly going home ill. Mm. Actually, I've had really good luck. I haven't had like food poison or anything like that. Yeah, but... neither. 
There were two times I remember. <laughs> One, I was young. This was I was living in New York, and we went. You know what American style Italian restaurants are like. Uh-huh. So we went there, and they had. I was very young. They had a burrito, and this thing was like the size of you know my adult head. And I had that, and I <laughs> I made it home, and I just laid on the floor and groaned because it was so filling. But more recently. When I was at Madeira last year, we went to this wonderful hole-in-the-wall place, which I've probably told stories about already. But they have, okay, so it's like it's like beef tips, fried polenta, and home-cut fries in this red wine garlic sauce. And then as a side, it's garlic bread. So you take the garlic bread, which is loaded with mm. butter, and you dip it in the, the, the red wine sauce. And that bite is the single best bite of flavor I've ever had in my life. So I'm just groaning and moaning. I have pictures somewhere that my wife took of me, like, <laughs> and so I, you know, I mean, it's, it's vacation. Experience, really. It's vacation. It's literally like it's not even close. Best bite. So I just couldn't stop eating. So we finally did sup. We go outside, and I had to stop and lean against the wall, and I just <laughs> groaned and groaned. And we were supposed to go to the local patisserie and get some um, get some pastries, and they had this like caramel nut thing that we were gonna take back to the hotel and just devour. But I like I could barely walk back to our hotel. It was it hurt so bad, but it was like oh, it was so good. Worth it. <laughs> um, mine was probably a really yes, nifty but burrito at an Italian place. That tells you the quality of food they serve <laughs> yeah. in Western New York. <laughs> anything but yeah that about tracks um i've had a really questionable chicken burger um and i'm it was just every chicken burger is questionable no i've had some decent chicken burgers where it's basically like a little chicken steak like marinated properly and like a decent thing like and that one i actually do have some lettuce on it because i thought that complements the meat quite decently um but like this one it was like Imagine you get like the the bargain basement chicken that like you meant to cook for yourself as part of a meal, and then you like you you kind of you you pan you, have, you pan fry that for, like in like the the weakest sauce you can imagine, and then you put that on a burger bun, and then you just slather it in like generic restaurant sauce, not a sauce with a particular taste, just generic <laughs> restaurant sauce number one, and it's like and you just like you peel back the bun and it's like. Is this, this tomato is egg-based? Like a... We don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> it seems to form some kind of paste. And I just, I had like two, I had one bite of it and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. This is a bad idea. Brilliant. I've had, and this is the thing, this I, I know it wasn't, the, it was not even the, that, that, that was the worst burger I've ever had. Uh, and the worst like meal I've ever had out was I have had a burger Again, another chicken burger. It was oddly like weird like this, um, but it was a breaded chicken steak in a burger bun, and I was like, and it was like very boring. It was very obviously someone had just, you know, like I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I, you're familiar with Iceland. It's like literally yeah. they take one of those in between a burger and it's like that. So that was better than the one that this restaurant had attempted to make. It was really dire. Yeah. <laughs> right, let me fill in from chat here. Nifty says, <clears throat> where I lived once upon a time, my favorite summertime early dinner was happy hour on the patio at a Mexican place to fuck off large margaritas for 12 bucks and unending chips and salsa that was dinner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cranky had a horse burger in France. That was good. Spanners had a kangaroo oh risotto once. Wow. I've never had kangaroo. I can't say I've, I don't know what that flavor is. Is that gamey? Is that... 
<laughs> somehow accidentally bought sliced horse and Harrods. <laughs> Jim, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I, no, I, I have had. God. I think I think I had either kangaroo or something else. It was like again, it's oddly enough from my summer we used to go shopping there. They had kangaroo sausages, and I couldn't tell it. It, it tasted very gamey, but otherwise it was just a sausage. Mm. I was like, this is fine. By the way, if I can try to convert you big. We do make our own um, chicken feta spinach burgers and throw them on the grill. Because like any self-respecting man, you have to have a sausage grinder at home. So we throw the chicken in, make our own sausage, our own uh, chicken, oh, you know, patties. And... So it's actually quite good. I've got so. a soup machine. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Actually, that, that did remind me of it. Leave me alone, okay? So, uh... Dad just came out there, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, there, we went to, on, on one of our vacations, we went to an alligator farm in Louisiana. Um, As where, you do. You know, that like, sentence I, sounds accurate, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was hoping and... to offload the children there, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we're, like we're trying to keep one? them close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close to the edge of the dock, and it's like you know, make make loud sounds like you're a you know a gazelle or something. And Daddy, it never worked laughing. out. It's not funny or whatever. Stop having doing. fun. Oh, okay. How dare you have fun online? <laughs> so, we also had they they sold food there, so it was like alligator strips. You know, it's like chicken strips, but it's alligator. And I had some of that, and it was. It was not good. Oh, really? Uh, it, it's just, well, it, it was just, it was kind of stringy and chewy, and it's like, it looks all like a chicken strip, so you kind of have an expectation in your mind of that's what yeah. it's going to taste like and feel like, and it's like, it was just, it was not that. Can you, so what if kind of meat is alligator? Like, can you, because like with, you know, with steak, you can have it rare, but with chicken, you can't, obviously, because you have to cook, cook out the, the bacteria. No, I, easy, but can you have rare alligator? Is that, is that... Or would you reckon it was just overcooked? I don't think you want. No, they just, no, no they, it was it was deep fried. So I, mm, I don't. Think, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I guess it could have been undercooked. But actually, there's there's another situation. If it was more of like an actual uh, sit down restaurant kind of meal, uh, back when I was living in Austin, there's a place um, that is on the um, on the shore of a lake, uh, and the whole restaurant is kind of built with about like six or seven um, like stories of seating next to this lake. And because it's, it's a killer view, it's like you go mm. at uh, around sunset and you can watch the sunset. It just sets directly over the lake in front of you. And, you know, they know that view is killer. So they don't try at any <laughs> other part of the experience. It's like they, they know that the view is going to sell it. So it's very, very mediocre. Um, it's like it's some of the worst fajitas I've ever had in my life. I'm not going to name the place. Uh, <laughs> just, but yeah, it's just it was, it was all you. Program. So well, and it was overpriced too because they oh, yeah. they know they that that yeah. view is yeah. going to sell it. So yeah, yeah, I think that I've was had, the other it was like, one. So. It was either alligator or it was crocodile, and I had it at a dim sum place. Um, and I remember it tasted. Just like chicken, so I don't know what happened with your one. I think it must have just been either under or overcooked because I was kind of underwhelmed by how not different it tasted. I was like, no, that's, that's fine. The pork bun tastes nicer than this. 
So I went on holiday to Mallorca once. And uh, hold on a second, I have to shout out Nifty Mittens Halloweener. <laughs> That's all you need to know about his food experience. They called it Halloweener. <laughs> so yeah, I went to uh, Mallorca and we were we were traffic cash, so we were finding all like the cheap cheap places. And some places were actually quite good for the money. But um, we went to this one place and I said, oh, I'll I'll just have the lasagna. And my wife had some sort of prawn fish related thing. And I looked to this lad. You know what a lasagna is, right? You know it's it's the layers of beef. You know, pasta, tomato sauce, cheese sauce, beef pasta, you know, and you, you layer it up. This I was just poking into, and it was seemed to be all cheese. Cheese with tiny bits of oh. mince in it. And I was, like, oh. picking it apart, just kind of going, there's just all goo and, like, some sauce and occasional tomato oh, here and there. No. I was just like, okay, this is... I thought, well, okay, I'll write this off. And I looked at my wife's, and she was sort of poking at these prawns, and she wasn't eating anything. I said, what's up? You know, she's going, <laughs> not entirely sure these prawns should still be grey, because they're hot, and they're grey, and usually prawns, if you know, go pink when you cook them, which I is think, like, yeah. these, these are, these don't look good. So we just kind of like, put it down, looked when the owner went to the bathroom and legged it. <laughs> and just went, no, we can't eat it. This is, this is terrible. I, I think it's valid, yeah. Okay, oh. so, uh, I'll tell this, and then I gotta go grab a gigantic beer. We were in Porto a few <laughs> years right. ago. Uh, they have a famous sandwich in Porto called the Franceseja. Okay. And I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Made with bread, wet cured ham, fresh sausage, steak or roast meat, covered with melted cheese, mm. and served in a hot, thick spiced tomato and beer sauce. And mm-hmm. it it actually sounds it. better than it is, but it was pretty good. So no, like, I could do that. I could do that in a heartbeat. We were walking up and down the beach every day and they had these these fucking ads for it. And we had to walk by it every day and we couldn't hold out any longer. So we finally <laughs> We asked Google what the best place in town was, and we went there, and it, it was it was good. It was worth going to. Um, so this is like kind of very tangential, but it's still food related. So um, bear with me here. Me and my food stream. I think we do, don't we? Yeah, we, we could do that. Um, so me and my boyfriend We're have been doing making... it, whether we uh, planned mm-hmm. it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I've been binging all the way through Star Wars The Clone Wars, the, the animated mm-hmm. CG show. Um, and we've been having a pretty decent time. There are some duff episodes here and there, but it's otherwise a pretty high-quality show. Um, and I remember when we got to season six, there's this arc where um, two characters are having a conversation. And it's meant to be like, like fine dining, because these are both senators of the Galactic Senate. They're both like you know very prim, very proper. And I was like, you know, this is an interesting conversation they're having. This is, you know, the, the politics in Star Wars, like, if it's done well, can be interesting. Um, and then I looked up what they were eating. They were eating raw slices of tomato and cheese. And I was like, you two are fucking psychopaths. There is something <laughs> fundamentally wrong with both of you. And I, there was literally, like, one plate was, like, just an entire ring of slices of tomato, and then the other one had a big chicken drumstick like it was the fucking Flintstones. And I'm like, the fuck is this bullshit? And then, like, the Anakin Skywalker came in and started fight-clubbing some guy, so, like, that that was a welcome reprieve for all the freaking weird psychopathic tomato slices. It was weird. Dude, this beer is fucking disgusting, but the can's the size of my head, so I had to buy it. (laughs) Oh, God. What is it? Tell us. Please describe it. Facts? Facts Premium? I don't know. I think they sell it's like got a Viking on it. Way. It's not yeah, good, but it's big. So. 
That's your life. That's your life's choice, isn't it? It's not good, but it's yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to bed sober. That's for sure. Yeah. Like generally speaking, things that are big are generally pretty good. Am I not right? That's true. We have one here right now. <laughs> you can tell us firsthand. In, in, in and out, anyway. Speaking of in and out, um, <laughs> I got rear-ended right outside of Five Guys the last time I drove a car. It was like four years ago in New York. We went back to visit. Uh, so of course, we had to meet up in the, the morning. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I probably shouldn't tell the whole story, but the, the short version is that just the guy rear-ended us right outside. And my brother's a cop, and he was in. He was riding shotgun, so he pulled over and. He starts like taking his information before the guy even got out of the car. So, uh, wasn't my fault, but we did get to eat delicious Five Guys burgers and fries afterwards. So it all worked out. Nice. Man, car was yeah. totaled, but the burgers were good. <laughs> a message for us all. Damn, oh, right. I like your Yelp review. Car was totaled, but the burgers were good. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so. so. Since I brought up Francesca, have you guys ever gone somewhere? Like my wife plans trips specifically for what the local delicacies are. Oh, really? Like she'll go to Portugal because she wants the what do they call those those pastries Empanadas? filled with like no, it's it's some kind of sweet pastry. Anyways, have you guys ever taken a trip and and enjoyed the local delicacies and it's been like mind blowingly good? Um. The closest, I think, yeah, the, I, I think there are two instances. The first one was, um, again, it's going to sound slightly odd, but it, it's valid. Um, there was an Italian fresco restaurant in um, Crete. Um, and you wouldn't think that the Greeks would have, like, particularly good Italian restaurants, but no, these were, this was a proper Italian, like, sm like stone-baked like place. And I have this habit of every, every pizza place I go to, I order two things. I order the biggest pizza they have, and then I order a garlic bread like on the side because no one ever does garlic bread that's too big, right? Except for these fuckers give you a garlic bread that is a pizza in and of itself. And I am well known for having a voracious appetite, especially when it comes to pizza. It's my fucking heroin, right? <laughs> this was the first time in my entire life I got beaten by a pizza. Wow. I could not finish it. I was disappointed <laughs> in myself. But it was the nicest pizza I've ever had. And so that one's kind of burnt into my brain. Uh, the other one was when I went to Croatia. And me and mum had a um, really lovely seafood platter um, in the bay. And that was... Were there oysters? Properly good. No, there were no oysters. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> I can't stand oysters, so no. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> There was tons of like, um, like there was a good little, like there was like sea bass that you could like, like mm. basically like portion out to each other. Like there was like two small ones that you could have like different portions. Um, but the real highlight was the calamari um, because mm. I don't know if you're familiar with how and how hard it is to get calamari right. You it's very it easy to long. overcook it. And oh yeah, it gets extremely rubbery. But these guys, they did it perfectly. Um, and no one, no one else's calamari has ever come close, especially because half of them don't even do it in the right kind of like, um, they always do it breaded like it's chicken. It's like, no, you've got to mm. do a tempura, guys. You've got to do a tempura. That's the way you do it. Um, so that's my, that's my contribution. Like that, that was sampling the local delicacies as it were. So Cranky, who I believe is Australian, says we have a gourmet <laughs> burger place in my town. The food's amazing, but for burger fries and small side, it's like 25 so 
Yeah, I find that the, the, the gourmet, the artisan burger places are like expanding the gap between fast food and like actual food. But I tend yeah. to still gravitate toward the more expensive. Like if you're going to go out, at least eat something that won't make you feel like garbage five minutes later. So, yeah. And then there's a McDonald's near me where I just have I get whatever meal it is and then I have to get a cheeseburger on the side because it's just never enough. Because <laughs> I can just inhale whatever they've got. <laughs> Um, well, do you want to know what my the, McDonald's order is that I have every time? No, oh Christ. You on. have a standing order in the bar. I have order, like everything. Your local, time. sir? <laughs> your, your regular? <laughs> so I always get the exact same thing. I get the large chicken select meal with sour cream dip. I always get mozzarella sticks with um, a salsa dip. I get extra fries and I have a large Coke and I usually have a cookie to end. Do, do you have that's like exactly a, 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 every time? Do you have a little GPS tracker on you when you're coming nearby? The p- kitchen just starts going. Oh my god, he's coming! He's coming! He's coming! Quick, quick! <laughs> no, but I probably missed him one. Anyway, big, you were going to say something. Oh, well, so the the thing about me and fast food, which I've had to kind of uh, break myself of for my own health and sanity, is that when I go to a place, it's like I I get fast food so infrequently now. It's like there will be five or six things it's like i want all of these things and so so well and my wife will always tell the story of the first time we went to go get uh taco bell and um i ordered all of these things it's like i got like a a quesadilla and like a grilled stuffed burrito and chalupas and all these things she's like is he is he ordering that all for himself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It's like, have I told my it, KFC story here it, when I was in uni? Your KFC story? No. So when, when, when I was in university, it was our uh, uh, one of our friends uh, who who lived with us. It was his birthday, and he was quite well off. So he says, oh, my birthday, I'll buy us all KFC. And there was like 12 of us living in the flat at the time. Like, it was quite a big oh, place. Nothing says well off like KFC. Well, all right. But for university students, that's 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 what he goes. Like, I'll get us all, like, he's not going to go out and get us fucking like steaks or anything. But like, I'll buy us all KFC. We'll sit back, we'll chill, have a few beers. And we'll leave. that's like, great idea. So three of us go to pick up this KFC and we ring through and say, can we order it? And so <laughs> I go up to the counter to pick it up and say, what's the order for? As the order is for my friend. He's all prepaid. He's like, fine, through. It's like, how many of you are there? three of us here, yeah, to pick it up. And she hands over four chick- big buckets, big family buckets. And she looks at yeah. the three of us with four buckets and kind of goes, this is for all of you? Yes. <laughs> all of you, you, you not ordered too much? No, no, no. We, we've, we've got enough. And thank you. We should go, thank you. <laughs> walk, walk out. And like, no. Just... <laughs> That we did not me. order your judgment, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're judgment. I'm here to eat chicken. This. Fuck you. It's this one <laughs> um, of someone pulling it to a drive-thru at McDonald's, uh, and they've ordered one of those like like um, like whippy ice creams. Um, and the, uh, the person like, oh, like just leans out the window to give it to him, and then they just reach out their hand and grab the ice cream out of the cone oh, and on the person's face. It's like brilliant, dude. If they wanted social media clout, they should have just started a, a Star Trek related stream like we've done. Really, <laughs> really. Right, speaking of, shall shall we pivot? 
Do you guys want to pivot away to Star Trek or are we talking food? We're having a lot of fun are, talking about food. So. We should just call this the food stream. We should just do the food stream and then do the Star Trek <laughs> Another night, another show. <laughs> you made that intro for nothing, Idol. For nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I had fun. What do you guys think of the Strange New Worlds trailer? I think it looks great. I'm excited about Yeah, we talked about a little bit on the show, but I don't know. I loved Anson Mountain. It, mm. uh, he kind of saved Discovery for me. Because, um, like, every time he was on screen, it was I, I enjoyed watching whatever he was mm. doing. So th- that's why I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going into Strange New Worlds with an open mind. I think it's going to be, I mean, even if it's, like, Discovery adjacent, which I don't particularly care for, I think his him being the lead will probably redeem a lot of it for me. Honestly, yeah, like, I think that they are very conscious of the fact that Discovery is not for everyone, mm. and they want to pivot to something that is, like, allows them to reuse some of the same props, and some because that's always, a, that's the most Star Trek in the world, but it's the most sci-fi thing in the world, is you need to reuse props and assets. Um, but, yeah, him as, like, the focal point instead of Michael Burnham, who is, like, a polarizing character, I think makes sense. But, um... I know, I'm very interested to see where they go with all the other characters as well, because it's a very... It's a much bigger cast than I was expecting. Hello. Um, <laughs> We're getting some wonderful background music here. <laughs> Is that Katie? Big Mary? child. Just keep going. I'm singing. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, and Sir Remute engaged. Please continue with your story, stars, and we'll unmute him in a second. Oh no, I was just saying, I'm I'm glad that we're having like a wider cast because I feel like that's also something people kind of miss about, um, let's say, more TNG era Trek, which is having a wide ensemble cast that you can draw on for more stories. Whereas Discovery, and to a degree, it is correct, is more of a Michael Burnham show, and it's like I think having an, an ensemble that has a lot of story potential right out of the gate like the fact that we have just like, that augment story is gonna happen it's just a case of when they're gonna when they're gonna do it you don't put someone named Nunian Soong in the cast and then don't do anything with it so I should probably ask this when when idols beg but Namer in chat says I only saw the new teaser but on Trek culture they're talking about some scenes with Spock mind melding and stuff and I couldn't find that anywhere I haven't seen that either have you guys seen anything about that uh I saw I think that might be not not from this teaser, but from the previous teaser. I, I think it's meant to be he's mind melding with Dupring. I believe it's meant to be, um, which mm. is interesting because I never got the impression that those two were intimate at all, especially not enough to do a mind meld. And I know that Spock well, and every yeah. Vulcan on stream is incredibly mind meld slot happy, but like, can we like I don't know? It's a bit <laughs> odd that he would do that with Dupring. I don't know. Well. You know, they're going to retcon anything they can. Because, like, if it's canon, it's like, yeah. <laughs> is this free real estate? Well, what's that meme with the, with the guy that, like, envelops the the other guy? So. Yeah, the, 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 the monster, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hugs you from behind, so... Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Discovery has done a, a decent job of making sure that it stays right on the cusp. It's mm-hmm. like, looks like Sarek and Spock never saw each other up until Journey Bay. And they didn't, because Spock was... Out of his head on time travel juice, so you know. <laughs> I have been temporarily affected. Well, I mean, that's it, that. You could, you could take that all the way back to Enterprise, you know, with the Ferengi uh, episode. Yeah. 
you know, the Borg. It's like the Borg. They met the Borg, but they didn't meet the Borg. <laughs> They're going to yeah. come back in exactly 79 years. What? <laughs> yeah. So bad. So, yeah. That's as Star Trek as it gets at this point. Well, I think I think it hits the sweet spot. I mean, it's it's anything before Kirk is. As, I think Spock's the only wild card there because there's been a lot of history of Spock and what he's defined. But anything with the other characters is a bit, bit less established, and they can kind of play things like they're doing with Cadet Uhura, who has joined the cast. You know, she is going to be on the ship at that time. So I think it's. it's I'm interesting... really interested to see that story. Mm. I want to see more about her because, like, Uhura is a very iconic character, but you kind of you don't know dig much into about it. It's like, what do we? Know? Yeah, you don't know shit about her. <clears throat> Would you, you don't like know anything about it? I just. I wonder how how much the uh, the Kelvin universe treatment of Spock and Uhura is going to bleed over. I don't think they'll go down that the... route. I think the Spock mm. to Pring thing is definitely going to be more more of her focus. But um, would you yeah, like to I'm, know a recent? I would hope so. But... Yeah. Would you like to know a new canon edition, which was uh, I won't no no spoilers for season two or anything of Picard or anything here. I know about this one. I think yeah. you know about this one. So they recently, uh, obviously, Dave Blast, one of the producers, got on loads of information about um, loads of the starships they've put up and things like that. And there's a scene where you have like the history of all the different starships that have um, served in Starfleet in one of the scenes, and one of them is the USS Leon de Grants which is or Leon de Grant, which is one of King Arthur's knights back in the day that's what he's named after and when he revealed and this is now canon that the captain of that was Captain Uhura and she served on that for some time after serving on the Enterprise and then it turned into a Starfleet training vessel which um, a young cadet Picard flew his very first warp speed flight on under the surveillance of Captain Uhura so that is now officially canon which is one of the weird kind of crossover things that I quite like that they've sort of put in there it's just, I'm happy with that I'm no, fine I'm with that. that it kind of works out timeline wise you know so it's, it's yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think she has the temperance to be captain. I think she would make a great first officer, though. Hmm. But in terms of, you know, how many times do you see her? Granted, they didn't give her a ton in TOS. How many times do you see her, like, taking the reins? And, like, the most bold she may have been, actually, was in Mirror Mirror when she reprimanded Sulu for taking a pass at her. But, like, hmm. yeah, but I think the in, rest in the of the movies, she was a lot more authoritative you know especially like final frontier and undiscovered country and mr and, adventure yes yeah <laughs> yes she, she had a lot more sort of well you know she was a commander back then she sort of had a bit more of a presence and i could see her going and sort of uh you know moving on to sort of a command role janice rand i couldn't but her i could <laughs> yeah i also i think it's just like it's it's kind of nice to get a bit of focus on someone from TS who is not Kirk, Spock, or McCoy, because we know mm. everything about those guys. We yeah. know everything about them. It's like, I wonder if they like, will let's... introduce Kirk. I wonder if they will I, do it. I don't want him to do it. I don't, I want, don't him want him to. Yeah, Only the season finale. Don't ring season that finale, bell. a shape appears on the bridge and goes, here's your new captain, and they cut to credits, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so they seem to exhume Nimoy's corpse as often as possible. And I'm mm. kind of 50-50 on it, because I kind of don't like it. And it's like, mm. bro, make your own story. But on the other hand, Nimoy, what he did was obviously so trailblazing and fantastic that it's like, all right, every time they you know, they steal the Spock's name to enhance their own storyline, just take it as a compliment for how great Nimoy did in that role and, and, try to leave, mm. and I try to leave it at that. So, Yeah. Well, I think that Ethan Peck does a, a pretty decent job of it. Like, I, I was unsure about it because I was like, oh, Zachary Quinto was all right, but Nimoy is defensive. But it's like, he's done a decent job of making it his own, especially because Discovery Spock was such a different 
version of him. Mm-hmm. Still obviously the same character, but a very different point in his life. So I, I was happy with that. Um, I don't know. I still haven't watched that short trek where he, it's his first day on the oh, job. As the, uh, I haven't watched that yet. Q&A one, yeah. That's quite good. That's, yeah. yeah, that's quite surprising. That's a good one for um, Una as well, for number one. That's a, that's a good one for yeah. the two of them. I should I should watch it, really. I've got oh, it shit. sitting on Blu-ray right there, Do really. It. Do it right now. Let's watch it again. I'm a fan, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem with that short trek is it has something they have sad, thankfully moved away from, is it has the infinite, infinite turbo lift, where for some reason they're in a turbo lift in the vast expanse of space inside this starship, and that's... that's you know, obviously everyone has a few criticisms of Discovery and, and those short treks, but that is the biggest one that everyone has a problem with. It's just like, where's all this space? Where are they going? What the fuck's happening? These aren't great hollow bodies. Like, this, there's like 50 decks on this ship. Come on. <laughs> You're not wrong. Mm. Uh but no it, it's it's okay a, it's a great time to let's move on but we, it's it's a great time to be a trek fan because like we've got the love them or not you know we've got two series on we've got a third one starting we've got two more series coming like 2022 is the year of star trek it's brilliant i'm absolutely loving it oh, yeah, no, like, regardless of what else is going on in the world this, this is star trek's year for sure but compare this to what it was like two like 20 years ago when it's like yeah. oh, enterprise and nemesis what you had going on it's like in the dark times when we just like had enterprise. i like enterprise but yeah well, no, I mean, even, no, no, I even like between 2005 and 2009 was like the dark time. That was the, we're not sure what's going on. The we, Trek is dead for all we know. I did finally find I the best of... Down here. I think I'm going to have to... Cut it short for us. All right, Jake, yeah, right. thank you for joining us. I hope you feel better. Be... Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> you were saying what? The kids are crawling all over. <laughs> he's the greatest dad. He, he's is. given his food-related anecdotes. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, food stuff's over. I'm out. <laughs> so I finally got around. I couldn't find, because I don't have the Blu-ray, I couldn't find the, the Sirtis and Frakes um, insurrection oh, commentary, yeah. but I, I found, like, a best-of clip that was, like, 15 minutes long. So I watched that, and that was pretty. it was pretty good. <laughs> Isn't it so homey? It's literally like listening to like two like friends who have been married since high school, and they just have the most wonderful that. relationship. It's so cute. It really is lovely. Um, and listening to Freaks on First Contact is also a blast because he's so he has such that he has that Riker impish sense of humor about himself. I love that about him. Um, and he has tons of really good industry stories as well. Like mm-hmm. if you're interested yeah. in like. The connections well, between people and where's who got, got cast and oh that guy's a really good stunt dude. Da, 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 you he's know. directed so much and 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 he's not limited to Star Trek. So yeah, yeah. He, what was the other show he did? Was it The Magicians or whatever? The one with oh, um, Rebecca Romijn? Yeah, he's yeah, he's all over the place. Okay. See, I would pull up his IMDb, but then Shy Porn would chide me for saying that his credits don't encompass the man, which I agree with in this case. So. <laughs> And he is all well, man. Not all. I'm intrigued. Dude, I, this. Sorry, go. Have you have you guys seen that image? Uh, I, I think I put it in our Discord a long time ago, where it's like um, uh, 
what it's like watching a stream after it's or watching the VOD of a stream after it's ended. And it's like some guy sitting next to a picture of yeah. people having fun and like yeah. eating along with them. Yeah. That's what I feel like when I listen to these commentary. Yeah. Cause it's like, they feel like they'd be such great friends to hang out with, but you know, they're celebrities. So it's like the, the best you can do is like, listen along with I them. Think Cranky it's may so have fun. Put the same thing up about us. <laughs> or Shy or Crank or yeah. someone. <laughs> so, Okay, I'm going to talk about some other commentaries I've I've enjoyed and also ones I have not enjoyed. Oh. So, um, I was doing another rewatch of all the James Bond movies, and one thing I've respected about um, Roger Moore, I did I wasn't always a massive fan of his James Bond, um, but he is to date the only actor who's played James Bond who has done a commentary for every single one of his movies. Oh, wow! Oh, and he, I didn't even know any of them did him. Yeah, no, he's the only... Uh, uh, Brosnan does half of one, and that kind of goes into my story, but listening to Roger Moore talk about it, he is such an industry vet, and he is such a gentleman. Like, he is legitimately just like, wow, you're just, like, really polite and nice and, like, a step up and lip kind of thing. It's like, okay, fair enough. Um, and he's just full of stories, but it's also like listening to your dad. He's kind of got that... Type of thing. Like, he doesn't get excited it very much. Um, but the other one... And this is like on the complete opposite end of the scale. It's for Die Another Day. Because um, I was like, this has Ooh. a commentary by, by Pierce Brosnan and Rosamund Pike. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's an interesting because, like, Miss um, Frost. Yes, sir. Yes, exactly. Um, and I'm not sure if, because, <laughs> like, Rosamund Pike is pretty big now, but Die Another Day was kind of her big, her, not her big film role. Like, the big, like, kind of mm. in, like, one that started her off. Um, and it ha- it's one of the worst commentaries I've ever listened to because it cuts <laughs> off halfway through and switches person. Like, the first 50% of the movie is Pierce Brosnan. And he has wonderful stories. Like, every time freaking Michael Madsen is on screen, he's talking about him doing his stupid eye thing that counts as acting. Um, and about his weird, like, Americanisms. It's like he's so absurdly American. But then 50% of the way through the movie, Brosnan's like track just goes off, and then Rosamund Pikes comes on. And hers is great, but it's like, well, oh, I was like, I <laughs> was told there were two the tracks together? here. Well, no, it's like, I think these are blatantly different commentaries recorded at different times. <laughs> and hers is a really good one because it's like, she talks about her very first scene. She was dressed up in this like really nice, like kind of like um, I think it was like a Chanel silver pants suit, like very formal, very sort of like a bit masculine, um, but very very fancy. Um, and she had she was eating something and managed to get some like mustard or whatever on the fucking lapel on her first <laughs> scene, and she was due to act opposite Dame Judy fucking Dent. Oh, <laughs> like. She was fucking losing her mind because, like, all the people around was like, get, get the fucking, get, oh, God, no. Um, and then she was just talking about absolutely bricking it while like, acting opposite Dame Judy fucking Dench. And it's like, <laughs> like, hearing that perspective on it was hilarious, but I was like, this is simultaneously the best and the worst because these are two really interesting documentary uh, uh, commentaries, rather. And they've just been like slammed halfway through. It's like I want to listen to both of these all the way through, not yeah. half and half. It's really weird. All right, hold on. Anyway. So we have in the original, since most of you guys are from timelines, probably all you guys are from timelines, in the original Big Book Discord server, which is like three years old now. Oh, bloody hell. We have a few channels. One of the oldest ones is Bond. It's called Bond James Bond. And Stars and I 
you know, when he was too shy to, to turn on the camera years ago, we used to do watch-alongs of James Bond, and we would, like, talk to each other and, and laugh at scenes and this and that and add our own commentary. So um, even though we don't use it anymore because, you know, we'll do There's voice. A subscriber bonus. <laughs> it, oh, we wow. still have that channel, and whenever we see something like Manoush about James Bond or something funny, we'll throw it in there, and, and we all enjoy it, so... The fact that we've now reached James Bond status in in uh, in the community stream is must be very fulfilling for you. We've come full circle. It was like it was meant to be. So, what about for you guys? What are your favorite commentaries or least oh, favorite commentaries? For be, I, I don't think about. I've got a least favorite because I don't listen to too many. But the, the my most favorite is the Merry and Pippin Lord of the Rings commentary, and especially oh, when they yeah. get to, especially on Return of the King. When they get to the uh, the ends going past the uh, you know when they're wading through the waters the the sort of the remains of Isengard and they walk past mm. you know the um, Merry and Pippin are sitting in that little sort of hovel eating up all the food and then the, the, the two actors I forget Dominic what's his name and the other one I forget the names and they just go we're smoking weed <laughs> 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 but that's a that's a really good that's a really good there's like so many different commentaries on you know Lord of the Rings the original ones are just packed full of features but yeah their 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 commentaries of the films are, are really good but I, I, t- I tend not to listen to too much but mostly because I don't have the time to, to do it but. Yeah, I'm not much of a big commentary guy, so I haven't seen too many. But you know, <laughs> we've re- we've referenced this pretty much every stream since they came out. Granny in chat says, "I oh, was the second episode of Shuttle Pod with Gary Graham, mm. aka Ambassador Suval." Mm. Um, it is great, I think, because I I probably watched a season and a half of, or listened to a season and a half of Delta Flyers, and I kind of fell off. I haven't gotten back on that wagon, but the visual element helps a lot because when you can see the guys having a good time playing off each other that that does really engage you a little bit more so i think they've only had like three four episodes so far but yeah, it's not much it's been you can just go on youtube and search shuttle pod show and it'll pop right up so well worth it yeah i know but it really does make me kind of wish that they would just bite the bullet and do an enterprise season five but they it could animate it they could animate yeah i yeah. would love an animated series mm. of it just like just why not because um, I don't know if you've watched these idle, but like I, I used to be a big fan of Doctor Who back in the day, mm-hmm. and there's a load of like lost episodes that yes. they've like started to, um, yes, yes. restoring with animation because they still have the voice tracks. And it's like watching that, it was like this is a really good way to watch this story. This animation is perfectly fine. Like even if you only did like, like get the people who did Prodigy, that animation is great. Get the people who did Lower Decks, that yeah. animation is fine. Anything would be great. And then I'm pretty sure you could get almost all of the cast back. Like. Jolene Blalock, maybe, maybe not, because like of how acrimonious her leaving was. But pretty much everyone else for a voice role, she would. I think it's not. You know, I, I believe yeah. she's not working a lot at the moment. Being uh, a mother, I think is, is a lot of her uh, thing at the moment. Hmm. But um, I come back for a voice role can't be too strenuous. I mean, yeah, think of all the people they've got back so far for Lower Decks and Prodigy. You know, they've got quite a few. You know, you know but they got Ensign Gomez. You know, Sonia Gomez back for 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 uh, Lower Decks. Like that's amazing. You know. But... Hmm. <laughs> anyone, anyone is possible for a voice role. Like it's not as strenuous as acting, but it you know requires you to go back and revisit the character. I mean, despite everything, you know, Jerry Ryan, she had troubles throughout Voyager, had her sort of own prejudice, but her own good points. Still came back and did Picard. 
and done, I mean, she's doing all three series, so that's you know a testament to anyone who can come back. Oh, can. I'm really glad for her that she managed to. I, I'm always mm. a sucker for when they manage to come back Beltran. and they get to. Beltran's re- come back yeah. and do Prodigy as well, so you know. <laughs> that was so heartwarming for me because like, yeah. I know he had such a rough time on Voyage, and I always felt really mm. bad for him that he had to deal with that. And the fact that he felt ready to come back and record new stuff for Prodigy, I was like, thank. I'm really glad you got the yeah. chance to come back and reclaim and play a character that does resonate with some people. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say pour one out for all the talented ladies, actresses of that era who got fucked over by fucking like Berman. chauvinistic Rick pigs. Berman, yeah. Like how many stories do we have through track of like Oh, she doesn't want to come back because some. I mean, Terry Farrell's like, the big one, isn't total it? Terry dick. Farrell's yeah, the one that Terry got Farrell over the and uh, Jolene yeah. and Jerry Ryan, and it's like, can you guys, be, yeah. can you guys put it in your pants for five minutes and produce a quality television <laughs> show instead of being dickheads. All right, I want to shout out uh, one series my wife likes is The Blacklist, and because COVID, James Spader, right? Because they halted production, they did part of it. Um, and they shot it like a comic book, and they did voiceover stuff. Cool. And they did uh, kind of like storyboard screens, and um, I guess they ended up coming back and being able to record part of it. So it's it's like some of the episodes are they cut back and forth between the storyboard stuff and then the live action stuff. And you know, it, as long as you're aware of what's going on behind it, it doesn't really tank the story that much. You're still mm. able to get through it, and it, it still pieces together fine. So yeah, if they did something like that for 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 another series of star trek i think that'd be fine and i think even with star trek it it actually kind of work even better because if you think about it star trek is about visuals to a degree but really what sticks in your mind most like reaction shots on a bridge or giant matte paintings of (laughs) you know like starbase 11 or of the surface of azure like if you did like something like that like a comic book star one where it's just like moving Mm. from matte paint to matte painting like you'd be able to say like you'd be able to just like do you know four or five like you know for every little scene it's like it's all about the voice acting really we're here to listen to the characters i mean it it depends on the bridge acting shot or the the bridge reaction (laughs) shot because i did watch the insurrection I, i listened to that and even Frakes and Sirtis were like, oh, she's got the hots for you. Sirtis <laughs> <laughs> was just like, oh, she's down for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, there's that, um, you know, Big Finish have been doing Doctor Who audio dramas for a long time. And these aren't just audio books. They're mm. fully narrated by the original cast. And Star Trek is now dipping their toes into that with Jerry Ryan and Michelle Hurd coming. We've spoken about this before. Come back for No Man's Land. And I still need to listen to that. Um, but I would yeah, love to Yeah, by the way, if you that. guys... So the yeah the quick synopsis is it's some backstory between um, Seven of Nine and Raffi. So you can just Google Star Trek No Man's Land. They have a few excerpts you can go and mm-hmm. and listen online. And if that's your bag, then um, you know yeah. it's it's it, out there. I think that's an interesting medium. If they can't get them in for like animated stuff, if there isn't enough budget on like Paramount Plus's you know schedule, then definitely an animated some an audio some series. Audio that, you know, Big Finish have produced bloody thousands of them over the last sort of like twenty odd years with all the recurring doctors. So the the money's in the right place to be cheap as possible to get a script together to get people into recording studio. There is definitely an avenue for Star Trek that could work in an audio format. It doesn't have to be all visual. Like I think that's yeah, something. and I especially think that for Enterprise, like Enterprise has finally hit the point where it's like. We're far enough away from it that we can recognize where the it did have a legacy. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only a nostalgia, but it does have a legacy. Like, it does actually feed into Discovery a fair bit in terms mm. of like the visual references and all that kind of stuff. And they're kind of doing more work to integrate that 
of that aspect of the era into the wider Trek framework, making references in like lower decks. It makes it feel like mm. more like part of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's like I think we're at the point now where if you wanted to do an Enterprise revival of some kind, there would be a market for it, especially now because it's like. You're taking chances on every Star Trek show that you can... Like, remember when they were throwing out ideas left, right, and saying, oh, let's get Nicholas Mayer to do a a, a, a con like thing. That never materialized. Let's do a Starfleet Academy show. That never happened either. And it's like, of all these, like, Enterprise... Yeah. Well, mm. we haven't heard anything about it. Same with the Section 31 Giorgio show. They still swear is happening. Yeah, yeah true. Um, and, like, of all of them, Enterprise Revival has got to be the biggest slam dunk because it's the one that everyone really does look back on. It's like... That's the one that was cut down in its prime. Like TOS, you know, arguably it, it already kind of hit the peak with season one and season two and season three had its good parts. It does have good episodes, but it is for the most part a weaker series. It doesn't hold it up as well. Whereas Enterprise was really only just getting going at the time. And it, I feel like if you gave them the budget for audiobooks or like an animated thing, like I would absolutely invest in that. I would be really happy to do that. It's kind of crazy to think about. Um, I should probably Google this before I start talking. <laughs> Uh, but the number of so TOS did seventy nine episodes, mm. you, and obviously you know the budget wasn't there for, for for a lot of it. But if you think about it in modern terms, that's eight seasons of television. Like if they were to do the, yeah, the modern, modern yeah, yeah, yeah. ten episodes, so um, you know, like I, I would I watch during a, a timelines event or something, and you know I'm like a full day into the event, and I check, and I'm like, oh, I'm still on season one. <laughs> so like you know, if they have thirty. Yeah. 28 episodes of something a season and um they really do pump out a lot so it ran for only three seasons but i mean you have a stretch of pretty quality television especially oh, yeah. for its especially for its time uh season two did peak and then yeah i think it went a little bit down in season three but i i've said this many times but i really miss the longer like, I don't need big budgets. I don't need CGI effects. I just want a lot of character television. Mm. And if you mm. give me, you know, even 18 episodes in the season, I'd be happy with that at this point. But it seems they're really committed to the high budget 10 episodes. And I think that's, and that's probably Star easier Trek, on the actors. That's, but... that's, that's, that's kind of the everything. Whole like yeah, yeah. Now, unfortunately. Star yeah. Wars as well is going down that route as well. Lots of things. It's, it's entering the streaming age now where it's more like, right, we want to put more money into this but with less episodes and make it more like a long film as opposed to you know this is this is 21st century television I'm for, I, I, I was talking yeah. with a friend of mine who's big into animation he was talking about a show i think it was called the dragon prince i think it was on netflix like 13 episodes hmm. and he was saying that the pacing on that is it, people complain about discovery's pacing and i think that there is to a degree a point where it is a little bit too fast especially in like season two and season three where it's like a quick 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 get quick, through um and it's oh, like like season four then. <laughs> oh yeah no season Definitely four is a lot like more slow mm. um and it's like partly it's it's not just like directorial choices it's a case of you either do it like that or you don't get a full story yeah. because you are there's 13 episodes or you don't get it it's like you are constrained by the format and i really do hope that as more and more shows continue to do it and more and more franchises can dip their toe into trying to make premium television as opposed to movies that we see more flexibility with the model because i think the 13 episodes mm. does not fit all like i think of a few of the netflix marvel shows like you know like the daredevils and the jessica jones some of them made good use of 13 episodes other of them no, could have yeah. used more other of them could have used less yeah. they could have used some... none <laughs> yeah. well, uh, let's talk about iron fist the better but yeah <laughs> 
All right, so uh, Cranky, noted Australian viewer, I asked him about No Man's Land because he said he listened to the whole thing. He says, I found a little skin deep, not much substance, comes across very comic book style. The story is very generic and a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have no experience with audiobooks, but I, I did just listen to, to the excerpts online, and it did feel like they weren't necessarily in the same room. So, oh, probably not. Yeah. It, it can be like that. I mean, I've watched sort of the behind the scenes of, like you know, I mentioned before, the big finish stuff with the Doctor Who, and they get the original Doctors back. And sometimes they are recording in the same room, and sometimes, obviously, you know, they're, 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 they're actors. They don't have the same schedule, yeah. so they have to be, uh, they have to sort of just come in and go, here's my lines, and then, you know, and bugger off. My, my big experience with the the big finish stuff was like I watched like uh, it was like three or four of the Sith Doctor ones, the Colin Baker ones. Mm-hmm. Oh god, they're um, awful. With Evelyn Smythe. No, no. Oh no, the, the, the original Sixth Doctor run was awful, but the audio oh, books are yeah, much yeah, better. Yeah. Like, he, he is the one. Like that is the Enterprise era of like <laughs> yes. of Doctor Who, and like listening to the audio books, like that's such a different performance. Yeah. Like I can only imagine how much better written and come across someone like Jonathan Archer comes across in audio book format. Because yeah, Colin Baker um, has has the gravitas to be a good Doctor, but yeah. in the middle of the eighties when they were trying to kill Doctor Who, <laughs> him coming along in his clown outfit wasn't exactly the best sort of choice. But yeah, he redeems himself. Yeah, in the audio I, I think. Yeah. Oh wait, so absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not just down to ad team builds. He is a case of you need a really talented audio director. You really need a talent. You need people who know their stuff. And I think mm. maybe for the Star Trek stuff, they haven't quite gotten it down yet. But hopefully, yeah. this is an experiment that they'll continue. I'd I want like them to, to do see more. That. Yeah, definitely. Have you guys either played or watched or know of the horror game Amnesia: The Dark Descent? Yes. Played about four hours of it, yeah. It's, I think it's like, must be at least 10 years old by now. Mm. It kind of blew up big time. It wasn't a huge budget thing, but it was, they did the little details excellently. It was mm. freaky list, as fuck, I remember that. It, it's like, I have I've not gotten through much of it at all, but I enjoy watching streams of other people poop their pants, so. It is 12 years old. I, okay, so I, I listened <laughs> to the, the, the two big voice actors, um, they came together like 10 years after the thing and talked about it. And, and they were saying, um, cause they had actually offered to, to like fly them out to be like in the studio and record. And, and they didn't record together the two main characters, but the, the guy walking them through it, the, the director or whatever was very detailed. He was a voice actor himself. So he knew what, what it took and what he wanted from them. And, uh, it took him, I think it, it took both of them, Alexander and Daniel, the main characters. It took them only like one day to record. But they said, you know, the person directing them was super professional and knew exactly what to get out of them. That even mm. though they never met each other in real life, they were never in the same room. It was almost seamless in game. And it really does follow through if you play. I'm, it probably won a billion awards. Um, oh, yeah. It was revolutionary. Oh, it's just it like a, a massive classic. Yeah. Mm. So, it, I mean,. Because uh, Greggy follows up and says, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. This is very different. They don't lift the words off the page. You can tell they just sat there reading it. Yeah. And it's, it, mm, yeah. you don't necessarily have to be in the same room, but whoever's directing you needs to know what they're doing to, to yeah. get the. Because you can't yeah. say that they're necessarily bad actors, you know, especially Jerry Ryan. So Definitely not, no. Uh, no. Whoever was trying to pull that out of them for the audiobook, I guess, maybe didn't do the best job, but. It's, no. it's part of Simon and Schuster who have had like one of the Star Trek licenses since all time. So maybe that's like one of those things they've kind of done to kind of retain it. And they've kind of gone like, well, let's just 
put this there hopefully they've not kind of half-assed it because we'd love to see like an original audio per audiobook per format as we know would be the perfect setting for like a a new starship show where people go off and discover things you know because there's a few star trek adventure streams that do that kind of thing exactly and i think it works really well for the format I'm saying give us some budget and some money and we can produce something amazing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually started listening to uh, Clear Skies, uh, which is a Star Trek adventure uh, podcast, uh, some guys, and that's that's been quite entertaining. And they're sort of taking mm. a bit more role-playing seriously, but they're the ones, and um, this is somewhat of a spoiler, not too, no, it's not a spoiler for Picard Season 2, but the ship they serve on is the USS Ross, and that did get featured in the first episode of Picard. And the, mm. the class was basically, Clear Sky started the podcast, the Star Trek Online people went, oh, we've made you a starship for this, and done the design, and then that design has ended up in... Um, uh, Picard as the the Ross class, so yeah, that's kind of a nice nice little. That's link. pretty cool. So that's kind of what made me think. Oh, I'm going to go listen to Clear Skies. So it's, it's quite good so far. Yeah. So speaking of adventure streams, um, mm. this is also for the audience. Um, there is a we've got. I think we've got like a one hour segment carved out for it. There is going to be a small Star Trek adventures segment. Um, do you guys want a? hint as to what it's going to be because i've been Ooh. i kept it a secret from you two so far but i don't know if you want a hint or not oh i don't know so i i'm already determined i'm going to play the 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 what's the the term the heel the avatar for the audience because i i mean oh, outside sorry, my, the, uh, the person that comes in that was just like with... what is this universe what do i do <laughs> well no i mean outside of my experiences with you guys i really have no hmm. D type stuff so um, you know, I'll try to give the synopsis and break it down and stuff. And if you only have one hour segment, some can... kind of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to get people up to speed, so it's it, it's so. I always thought D and D was kind of like a weird, nerdy. Like I thought, you know, I'll never get into that kind You're of thing. Wrong. But you, know... well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so my experience with you guys, it's 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 very diverse like the way i played is a little bit more constrained and i'm having fun with like the exploration and the and the figuring out the puzzle type stuff but there's so many different ways hmm. you can play you can get really hard into the role play and you can get really hard into like the rules of the of the you know people love rules sometimes and and getting things you have to do it this way and so some people really delight in that so I'm um, really, I, I'm really excited for you guys making your own original characters for the next one. Like, I think mm. that's going to be the sort of like difference to where how how engaged you are. Because it's one thing to be saying like, oh well, I'm just Mayweather playing this part, and I'm just gonna, <laughs> and I'm just gonna do this as Mayweather, or I'm just gonna do sort of certain things as Wharf and things like that. And that's quite a thing. But it's going to be different for you guys to say like, well, this is my character, and this is what I want for it. And I'm kind of interested to see how much you push that for the next one. Mm. I know I've, I've I got don't your character to... sheets, so I'm kind of curious to see where you go with it. I don't mean to undercut the hype stars. I didn't even know your. I didn't know which one of you might be Jim in this one. So this one. I, I have a cool concept in mind. So do you guys want the hint or not? Do you on, want man. it to be you, a surprise? You, if you teased it enough, we might as well. Okay, so I will let you know. You will be playing a scenario based on a recurring Voyager segment. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you mean by recurring? A a thing that appeared on Voyager multiple times. Are we going to Fairhaven? Is it a briefing no, with Neelix? No. <laughs> uh oh gosh. Are we going to that Luau Club? 
Hold on, hold on. Can we play instead of twenty questions? Can we play ten questions with you? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, go okay, for okay. it. Okay. Did it involve the Maquis? No. Does That's it involve one. a pool table? No. <laughs> That's not Sandrine's then. <laughs> Did it involve the Borg? No. Alright, chat, you can help us out with this one. Mm. Any Voyager fans out there, help us narrow this down. <laughs> Six of you. Do you want okay. Nifty's one to count? The question is, Stars has a, a Star Trek Adventures adventure planned for us during the charity stream. We're trying to narrow down. It's related to Voyager. We're trying to figure out all right, Agent Daniel asks, is it related to Krenum or Year of Hell? No. Is no. it getting a okay. little bit warmer? Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, is it Equinox? No. Oh, damn. Five. It's, it's something a little bit more lighthearted for a, a, a character stream. But it's recurring. It's a recurring Voyager theme. It's a, it, it occurred, I think it is at least three seasons of Voyager spread out across a few episodes. Is it holodeck related? Yes. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying I mean, to think. Is it in Paris? Is oh, is it? Uh, is it um, Captain Proton? Yes. Yes. yes! <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> <right. laughs> so you're going to yes. be doing a Captain Proton segment. All right. So do <laughs> we? Yes. Do we have to? Do we have to like roll uh, d20s to figure out who gets to be Proton? Who gets to be? I'm going to be creating character sheets for. I'm going to make um, Captain Proton, Buster Kincaid, Constance Goodheart. Um, <laughs> I have to. Might, I might have to come. I might even you make the Constance of Goodheart. Well. You? <laughs> no, no, you get to pick. I'll be like, oh, okay, here's your character okay, sheets. Okay. You want to play? No, no, that'll be the that'll be the segment. I think Chef figured out pretty okay, quick. Arachnia Chaotica. I'm very happy. Does Discord have a black, black and white video? I can make can you that black happen. and white? I can make All right, that happen. I think I can make that happen. I'm sure <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> black and white. Because I, I know you guys love the I'm getting really into happens. it. And so I can't think of anything more get into the spirit of it than 1930s serials mm -hmm. shouting dramatically. Hang on, I can do some color correction. Hang on, let's see if this works. Ha ha ha. Yes. Yes, I can. Okay. I can go black and white. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh no, I can't turn it off. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, no, that Look works. That. <laughs> there we go. Right. Yeah, we can do black and white. We can do that. You'll, you'll have to steal the Captain Proton light segment opener oh, for when I it happens. Make a layout. Oh gosh, this is. Oh, this is too much warning. <laughs> I'll see if I can yeah, get some music in the cool. background. I'll find some fair trade sort of nineteen thirties uh, sci-fi's. Yeah. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Dude, hang on. Do you mean, we're gonna um... have to draw lots to. I want to be Chaotica. I I want to be Chaotica. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll have to. Because that's why I need to. I need. I need to know who he's gonna be because I know okay, you two yeah. are in. I'm, I'm sure Shy has volunteered. Shy's in. I think Nifty or possibly oh. Anne maybe. I did ask Jen. I don't know if he's gonna be there. But... If Skycap is in, she's gotta be Arachnia. Arachnia, it's yes. Like... <laughs> oh my Ruler God. of the cosmos. Ruler. <laughs> I kind of want to be. Um... 
Uh, what's his name? Um, the assistant guy who's in. He's like. Lonzak. Lonzak, yes. Oh, Lonzak. oh, I can make a character sheet for him. Actually, yeah, I, could be Satan, I could be Satan's robot. <laughs> Warning. Look out. Danger, danger. Sire, <laughs> they have a phaser. <laughs> the prisoners have escaped. <laughs> All right, that. Yes, already. Yeah, I've got my I'm pretty excited about this. Now. This is going to be so stupid. Be yeah, damn right. That's what I wanted to be. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. Okay, I could definitely put that in the announcement. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we have <laughs> we have a dozen viewers. Idol, do you want to spoil what was already spoiled in mm, the sub chat? These guys probably already know. There's a little uh, teaser I'll, I'll, for we'll, our... We're going to announce this soon anyway. We have a special guest coming on, for those that don't know. I'm just looking through the chat. There might be a few people here that don't know already. Our special guest, who will be coming in within the first hour. I think, God. I think Shireporn has so many SAG fees to pay that he can't afford to subscribe to Timeline Stock. <laughs> okay, Shire doesn't, so know. We're gonna... Shire doesn't know. But we actually have our special guest, who's coming in uh, within in the first hour of the show. Um, who has, um, Thank you for subs who have been submitting questions for this certain person. But we'll be having Noah AK, who plays Rin on uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, is coming to do a little interview with us for the in the sort of the first hour. Uh, he's come to join us for an interview. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm so grateful for him to actually accepting us to come on. So like it's it's great. He's a huge. If you don't know, uh, he's a very much a big advocate of sort of diabetes. Uh, him a type one sufferer as well. He streams on Twitch a lot. He and he is actually Mary Wiseman's husband as well. So he's coming on uh, to come and have a little chat with us as well. And very much like yeah, I've been messaging him and he's he's very much looking forward to it as well. So this I'm free. Yeah, we will announce that on the Discord soon as well. But you guys can and the the tentative plan is to have one lucky audience member join us on call and mm -hmm. ask him questions directly and we'll we'll, we'll see about we'll see, we'll that, see if that works out. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited about the charity thing i think the one thing we haven't quite worked out with the charity stuff apart from sort of like we've got the we've got the most of the order sorted out is just we're still working out donation goals so if you guys got any ideas for donation goals let us know because i would love to hear them yes we are first if you want us to do incredibly embarrassing things live yes, on camera, we can do that as long as you support a worthy cause. Mm. Yeah, we're supporting Mind, and we'll have all that up. Yeah, it, it, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be, in in a way, it's a godsend that um, WRG didn't tell us when the honor sale was for us to plan it, so we can actually do something else and let's us do that. Recite Shatner. There, there might. Well, hang on. I've got the book. Where's the book? That's gone? already on the list. That's on the actually. list. I've got, oh, no. I've, got, I've got Star Trek: The Return written by William Shatner right here. <laughs> That's on there. Oh, recite some Shatner. Oh no, he's asked me to recite some Shatner. You got to do it now. Right. Do you want to give us a give us a page okay. number? Give us a page number. Go on. Uh, I'll just do it random. Forty-seven. Yeah. 47. Yeah. Okay. Forty-seven. <laughs> chapter That's seven. Chapter seven. True love. Come back, Jean-Luc. Picard ignored the distant whisper deep within his mind and walked among the Borg alone. His heart raced. He felt sweat trickle beneath the combat armour he wore. His hesitant breaths thundered in the helmet behind his closed visor. But the Borg ignored him. All around Picard, they went about their task of assimilating Starbase 8 to 4. Teams of them worked as little more than ants or termites, using their biomechanical implants and augmentations to carve up the prefab buildings, remove the Starfleet equipment, and process everything for the greater good of the collective. I can't do the Shatner voice, I apologise. <laughs> Dude, you gotta work on the Shat. 
There is a lot Listen, more uh, halting when he speaks. Everyone's watching and <laughs> see what you will do. There we go. Here's a Kirk line. And then, Kirk said, we're going to kick the Borg clear into the next galaxy. <laughs> there you go. That was a line. <laughs> I, I think when we hit like a thousand dollars or something, we have to do the the Shatner Rocket Man Redux. <laughs> Rocket Man. Or okay, put that in the list. I tell you what, Rocket, you play on accordion, and I'll and I'll do the spoken word. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. I can play. Yeah, I can play Rocket Man. So yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Shy to read about. Shy's good at that. Shine's cut the Shatner cape in the stand. Yeah, Shine was really good at Shatner when he when yeah. we played that TOS campaign. That was really good fun. We're gonna have multiple legitimate actors on the show. This is like breaking new ground for Taiwan. Yes. <laughs> and then there's us. <laughs> Dude, I've been I've been drinking on this for like an hour and it's still half full. This is ridiculous. Jesus Christ. You're almost going to get tired. So, I've been trying to get stars to visit me. It's mm. a hop, skip, and a jump. I think it's probably in total about five hours travel for you. Mm. Maybe half You're of probably. it, flying half of a train. I'm trying to get them here within the next month or two. I have all these restaurants lined up. Maybe we'll segue <laughs> back into food talk, but... I've also now that I know you're a pizza fiend, I will I will plan around that. I, we do have a pizza stone and the German Flammkuchen. It's like uh, it's kind of like flatbread pizza. It's very good. So. The, the air raid sirens mm, will go off that. and they'll be like, "Oh my god, stars is coming! Stars is coming! <laughs> Quick, fire up the dough!" <laughs> there's not enough mozzarella. Oh, there's hey, there's if always they ain't enough cheese. I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> good, yeah. Oh. Okay, anyway, and now you question talk. for you that I, I, I wanted to ask in the earlier in the stream. If you had to personally serve under a captain in Star Trek, who would you pick? Ooh. Who would you pick? Gosh. Not Kirk, that's for sure. I pepperoni! <laughs> God, I'd love a pepperoni pizza with Kaverian olives right now. I'm starving! Definitely not Kirk or thank, Janeway. Thank Jane, I think that's a risky proposition from either of, either of them. Both take lives with a, a certain amount of uh, latitude, really, don't they? <laughs> you know, so having watched TOS recently, Kirk is tough but fair. Like, mm. if you're a youngin who makes a mistake, he'll kind of take you under his wing. And, but and also, we'll... if he doesn't check the transporter log, he just beams you into space and doesn't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> Dude, Cisco though. Cisco I think Cisco's yeah. the most yeah. brutal of all. Well, he'll, he'll die for his men, though. Mm. Alright, Chad is saying Picard, Picard, Picard. Mm. I don't know. I don't think Picard would give a shit because like Picard's sort of like with his bridge officers, and then if you're sort of in the vicinity, be like, hmm. Riker would be the one you'd serve under. Riker would be the one that would be like your pal and everything. He'd be the one that would so, care. Persisco's sort of been very much that officer and a gentleman kind of thing. He's like, he's got to be the officer first, got to stand above everybody, hasn't he? You know? Yeah, but he's also the kind of officer who'll invite you to his like quarters so he can like feed you like, cre like really nice Creole food. So like Oh, that's, yeah. All right, so in Lower Decks and in First Duty, he calls Cito Jaxa and Wesley Crusher into his office, and he chews them the fuck out. Do you guys mm. really think you could go to his ready room and withstand a a, a full-throated Patrick Stewart speech without weathering into Not a Not without spirit? an erection. 
I, <laughs> I couldn't handle it personally. I would take a different captain. I don't want to be speeched by Picard. I'd, I'd if you call right, yourself to stand up and tell the truth, then you don't deserve to wear that uniform. Definitely Captain tight, tight, and right. Picard of the USS <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs> Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS. Moving slowly, sentence from sentence, it was quite hypnotic. Topic to topic. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Neymar, I also didn't consider um, like Archer because, like, that's a bad one. You don't want to serve under Archer. You get fucked up bad. All right, you know what? I hate Discovery, but I would maybe take Giorgio because she seemed yeah. pretty fair. Yeah. I think Saru, right Saru would be interesting. Pike. Season three, Saru Pike. seemed to be a good captain. Pike also. Pike's great. I, I feel like I could take the captaincy from Saru though. He doesn't have much like gravitas to him. Yeah, but then like he like you you see him like manhandle those drones and like throw someone and like gallop like an antelope and you're like okay, better not. That's weird. You betrayed your uniform. <laughs> Yeah, that's the downside. Lorca? Yeah, maybe not. Shy Porn says Jellico. Uh, if he institutes the four-shift rotation, the holodecks are free, so... That's true, yes. Hey, that's time. Everyone gets a day off. It's like the four-week day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jellico? No. Oof, no. I've, I've watched too much Stargate recently. I've seen a lot of dickhead, dickhead Jellico on that as well, so I don't mm. know if I could. <laughs> I, I, it would probably be Kirk for me. Because mm. I think I think if you're oh. trying, he would recognize that and give you another chance. Spock. Oh. Didn't see enough he of him captain. in command, though. We always see. Saw, I never saw him captaining a ship other than maybe. Uh, well, he was Khan captain or... of the training crew's Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. I don't and know. he was and he really stood up for his his guys, though. Like, right. he, he was but there for Sulu. them when they when they needed him. He saved all their lives. Sulu, 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 be interesting. Hold on, hold on. Your homework for the week is to go watch Tholian Web, because <laughs> out of nowhere, it's like a almost a ship in the bottle episode for Spock's character because he becomes a ultra Vulcan, ultra dickhead for like the whole episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Where like no matter what you say, no matter how minutely abstract he'll be like that is not logical you should do this and that and i'm like bro he's up a little bit on the round his shit on the bridge yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's really that's bad the one where kirk goes in the ev suit doesn't he and he goes out of phase and then there's just mccoy and spock on the bridge just bickering yeah, yeah. for the first two and a half seasons he had he had started to relax a little bit and he even calls kirk jim a few times and jim. but once you get to fully web and he's in charge he's like total you wouldn't you wouldn't want to serve under spock well that's me. the thing is it's about the softening of his character because by by the wrath of khan he's like quite a bit more relaxed and that's the the arc of three and four is getting him back to that point in his life uh shy says i mean picard but post jellico because they kept the four shift rotation did they did they maybe they did. I, dude jellico was not a bad he was a wartime captain you have wartime leaders mm. and you have peace leaders and oftentimes they're not good at the other things so yeah. You know, if you want to plant some mines on the bellies of Galar class Cardassian warships, Jellico is your man. I, I, I well, can trust him. Well, actually, to do that. Riker is your man because he's the <laughs> one who's good enough to do it. So, dude, 
Dude, how fucking smug was Frakes in that scene? Oh, he's so where good. he's like, he's <laughs> Jellico walks in, and Frakes is like, ask me nicely. Pajama top as well. He's like, ask to be me fair, nicely. they were both kind of dicks in that episode. They were it's like, it was oh, equally yeah. both Jellico and Riker's fault that this all kind of went down to shit. <laughs> there it is. Dude, what uh, about? All right, hold on a second. What's your best? What's your favorite two-parter? You have reunification Ooh. with Nemo comes back. That's obviously excellent. Year of Hell, that's always a best favorite. Best of both worlds. It's always best of Chain both Chain of worlds. Command. Um, I've got to take Best of Both Worlds over it. it was so... Best of Both Worlds Part 2 kind of fumbles as, part, as a two-parter because the second part is not as good. It's still mm. really good, but it's not as good. Chad, help us out on this one. What's your favorite two-parter? I think mine might actually be Chain of Command. It's a good mm. one. Not the it, Gambit, there's so that's much. For sure. It's hard. Well, Gambit's kind of lame, yeah. yeah. Gambit's okay. Because it has its moments. Has its moments, but it's not the was, best. What is it? Uh, Paradise Lost and the other one, the one where Cisco both goes back to Earth to investigate the Changeling. Uh, I really oh, love that. That's like one. my least favorite. Oh, really, one. <laughs> I really like that one. You, you don't like the political <laughs> stuff, do you? I really like the political Sell stuff. Sell me on yeah. it. Sell me on it. Um, it's. It's just another view of DS9 in the whole scope of things. It kind of expands the view outside of the space station that takes the Dominion War kind of back home to Earth. And it gives us a view of actual Earth, the first and only view of Earth in the 24th century. Like, you see, you go to um, Cisco's restaurant and, like, you see what life is actually like and how the curfews affect things. And, like, going, hang on, we've built up this an amazing paradise. Like, humanity's at its finest. And now that's being threatened. And that's kind of... It's, it's an interesting sort of slice-of-life look. And I kind of like the way the sort of Cisco... I like the politics stuff. I can't help that. Like that's, I like to see how the governments actually work in Star Trek. Like that, and that was a nice little slice for it. My favorite part of that episode, because it's so identifiable, is Cisco going back to try to convince his dad. Oh yeah, to mm. take to take the coronavirus vaccine, and his dad does not you want have to no do Creole it. and no vaccine, no vaccine and no Creole. <laughs> Um, All right, chat says time's arrow, futures yeah, time's futures end. All right, all right. Um, gonna... oh, I do like that. <laughs> Howdy doody. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to go for an unconventional one. I'm going to say Discovery Season 3, The Mirror 2 part. Oh, that was very good. I did like that. I really enjoyed that because yeah. it's like you get to see the mirror universe in a way that it's like, okay, yeah, this could actually work as the place that you'd live. Um, I think that's arguably Sadiqa Martin Green's best acting in the mm-hmm. entire show. Um, um, Michelle Yeoh is on fire in that. Uh, Doug Jones does a great thing. You get freaking Carl, who I do love, even if his... Behold! Shit. Yeah, you get yeah. the... Look, I already had enough for it. You yeah. get all that. Like... That one is just so rich in character development and lore and callbacks mm-hmm. and like it it made it was really just fascinating for me like to see that I I really like that two part. So having watched Enterprise through adult eyes, I feel it's more. I didn't realize this before. It's a love letter to TOS. There's a lot of episodes mm. that are very TOS. Think um, Bound with the Orion Slave yeah. Girls. It's like at the beginning, it's all the fucking, it's the male officer sitting there watching the girls dance. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is Wolf in the Fold from TOS where they're on Argalia watching the girl dance, you know, and they, they smack the little light thing on the table to show their, their, instead of applauding or whatever. It is so TOS. 
And Ronaldo points out mirror episodes of Enterprise are very good too. Yeah. They were good. Yeah, in a mirror dogly TOS, is hilarious. If you're a TOS fan, it is it's a love letter to TOS. It's so over the top. Fucking Scott Bakula is out of his mind with how he's so <laughs> bad. Destroy them. Them. Destroy them. It's so bad. It's so good, though, at oh. the same time. So I really do like that. Um, oh, name it. Get... Came up with a good suggestion. I like that. Improbable yeah, cause the dice cast, the proper Garrick Odo confrontation. Ooh, the Cardassian Romulan two part. Yeah. That's strong. That's, That's a really, really good one. I love the interrogation yeah. scenes in that as well. Oh, perfect Garrick. By the way, if yeah. you guys haven't seen, there's an. Uh, sorry to step back. There's an outtake from In the Mirror Darkly. It's from part two where they've already taken command of the Defiant. So they're all changed into like the old TOS style uniforms. Well, mostly. And so um, Scott Bakula as Archer is like, he, you know, he's very aggressive in the mirror universe. And he walks up to, to Paul, who's like a terror. He's like a, she's like a slave at that point because the Vulcans are considered a lesser species. And he gets right up in her face and says something. And she like recoils and she goes, sorry, I got scared. <laughs> so, it's like a humanizing moment because Jolene Blaylock seriously got scared by, by Scott Bakula getting up in her face. So. If, you, think you can find be, that one on YouTube. Do you think he's going to be in this Quantum Leap reboot? That's happening. Oh, I don't. I don't have I any. Know they no, I've like, never watched a Quantum Leap reboot. There are people cast. There is. There's something's happening. No. You, well, you know what the most obvious way to do it is is you just um, you have it so it's a different character and then they jump into the body of Scott Bakula and he's filming yeah. original Quantum Leap. That's the, that's the joke. That's your shy, episode. Shy porn and chat. I've never agreed with you more. Modern Trek is basically one long thirteen-parter, so it's hard to compare. That's, yeah, that is agree. Can't can't disagree with that. I I posted a meme in this Discord the other day where it's like Netflix says, "Would you like to watch a ten-hour movie?" And the person's like, "God no! Are you insane?" They're like. What if we broke it into 10 different one-hour parts and you binged watched it all at once? They're like, son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Yeah. 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 Not wrong. I think, I think they're still working out the balance between, you know, what what, what constitutes mm. a 10-hour limited series and, you know, how much fill you put, like we spoke earlier, how much fill you put into that and sort of, I think people are still working out what that means. And I've definitely seen... Um, the things like Discovery Season 4 is better than 3 for that reason, is that the pacing is a lot better, it's less... Uh, it is more... There are more episodic moments, and yeah, hopefully they'll they'll translate. And I think I think Star Wars is working that out as well, because obviously the Book of Boba Fett failed on a few fronts on that bit, but... Ooh, yeah. Even Picard Season 2, which I... Uh, two episodes so far, I've absolutely adored. Mm. My only complaint so far is the pacing. It feels like okay. We only have ten episodes. We got to get yeah. everything in. Yeah, yeah. And it's like even the quiet moments are not. They're not still for long. It's like we got to jump to the next scene, the next scene, the next scene. And it doesn't detract too much. I still love the the series, but you know, if they had more episodes to go off, I think they could let a few things breathe, which I would really appreciate. That's. I think that's probably why my my favorite episode of Discovery season two is. I think it's called If Memory Serves, and it's the episode where they go to Talos 4 and you get the whole mm. revelation about why Michael and Spock don't get on. Um, and it's precisely because it is a lot more quiet and a lot more slow-paced and it is purely about character development. Like, things get really emotional, but there are times where you just like, 
is sitting in a cave talking about their relationship and it's like getting to see that develop and just having moments to breed like i really do kind of miss that like i like discovery um, and i like yeah modern um, trek a lot but i episodes really get to breed that kind of stuff i really I'm, do appreciate. i'm looking forward to talking about season four with you because i think there are those moments there especially like the latest episode but mm. um my question to you, Auto, is how much, and again, no spoilers here whatsoever, uh, how much are you enjoying Annie Wershing as uh, the Boar Queen? Uh, if we're going the no spoilers route. I mean, so yes or no. <laughs> she conveys, well, I mean, yeah. dude, Annie Wershing, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she conveys so much. Uh, so in season, or in episode two, she says very little. They don't give her a ton of lines, but she conveys so much, like, you can see a progression throughout the episode without her saying a single word. Mm. Just the facial expressions. She kind of goes from, you know, what's going on. She's a little bit inquisitive. She's like assimilating information to by the end of it. She's a little bit smug. She's like, all right, mm -hmm. I know what's going to happen. I know what you guys are going to do. And I'm, 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 I'm along for the ride. So there is a clip from, and I'm, Again, we'll, we'll not spoil anything here. There is a clip from next week's episode that has me incredibly hyped. It involves her, and there's a little you know, piece. There's a little piece of the first contact theme in there. Well, it's not little. It's very obvious. But oh, I'm so hyped. I'm I'm in hype for Picard since yeah for a while. It's ironic for me because the last time I watched a series as it was unfolding and really got into it and really like followed the. Um, conversation around it and went on forums and such it was actually 24 <laughs> and and Annie Wershing was in <laughs> she was in season seven yeah, and eight was. of that and it's like i think i've had this conversation stars with you before there's two kinds of there's binge watching and there's some shows that work really well when you watch along and if you have oh, an yeah, audience yeah. or a community that you can go to and bounce theories off of and talk discussion about Sometimes it's really enjoyable to watch episode by episode, even if you have the the, the dreaded week wait in between. It still mm. adds so much more than binge watching it all at once. I'm excited to get around to it when Brim Brody allows me to have it in the house. <laughs> we'll speak to you in a year. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, yeah. I, I had a thought. And the episodic nature of old Trek reminds me of Friends because if you've if you've ever like watch it on Netflix or at the box or whatever. They name their episodes really funny, like oh, the yeah, one yeah. where everyone finds out or yeah. the last one or the one where prom video. And it reminds me of like TNG because you can always with ship in a bottle episodes, you can always say, oh, yeah, it's the one where blank. Yeah. yeah. And I really miss that about because New Trek doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to narrow that one down a little bit. I, I was I like being able to watch a show and say, oh, yeah, that's the one where blank happened. And it feels mm. like with a new Trek, you don't always get that because it, it's just flowing the whole season. Um, long. I, I agree with you to a degree, but the thing is, I, um, having watched like season like one and two of like Discovery multiple times, and I, I'll probably end up rewatch. I'm gonna end up rewatching season three at some point. I can pick out individual episodes uh, and point to them as like that's the one where blank happens. That's the one with that. But there are definitely episodes where it does all blend together into mm. the wider plot line, and I do kind of. I, I like having kind of both. <laughs> the um, one where Admiral Vance eats a shit apple. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I do kind of miss having an individual identity for every episode, but it is also a case of 
arguably the the strongest parts of DS9 were when you would have a six-parter at the beginning of a fucking season, you know? Mm. And it was just a really strong progression and a strong arc. And it's like, it's, it's a I think there's room for act, both. I think, yeah. yeah. I think okay. I, I'm really interested to see how Strange New Worlds balances it. Mm. I want to know if that's going to be just all individual. That'd be really interesting. And pulls up in chat. How do you guys prefer to consume your Trek? Do you like to binge watch it one season all at once, or do you like a week in between where you can bounce theories and ideas off of people? I love binge watching, but I think for something like Picard and Discovery, I have to watch it as soon as I can because I'm unfortunately i'm one of those people that will click every link in a discord and accidentally hit the spoilers <laughs> so i can't have i you know i have to just watch it before i do that <laughs> i like i said it depends on the show but i think for star trek in particular i like the binge watch mm. I, I i mean i i like the, the week in between some things cause... some things yeah work better like for, for a lot of people that are critical of, of various like seasons at the moment like i uh, just to put it into context like i was i read dragon ball i read the manga and like uh, there, there's a current season going on at the moment and like i'm reading it through week by week and it's not as impactful unless you're reading kind of like the whole saga at once if you read the whole saga at once it's it works really well but you leave a week in between it doesn't it's not quite as impactful so i think yeah the people that build things for sort of like 10 to 13 hour shows tend to want you to watch it like that try <laughs> mm. calling you out and shit <laughs> whatever i love dragon ball i've liked dragon ball ever since i was an insomniac come on and there's nothing else on at three o'clock in the morning other than fucking goku and freeze going at each other for about 13 hours <laughs> we had um scholar if you're still listening to us uh we had him on the show before and he's a big anime guy because he he admitted to re rearranging the shelves behind him before the stream um and he's got all sorts of posters and 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 i think hard copies of the comics and stuff so <laughs> i like how stars just behind him yes you you have them too so um i don't it, it's about? It's just great when people can sink their teeth into into some mm. kind of universe. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Keep there vamping because I'm not done drinking yet. Schooler, we can't stop. All right, 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 right. I got nothing. <laughs> We have been going for two hours. I think maybe the alcohol might have kicked in. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's kicking it. I finally finished this bad boy, but... Oh, Jesus. I'm not done with my other one, so, you know, keep <laughs> Jesus talking. Jesus Christ. Come on, give me ten more minutes all and right, then right, I can right, go right. to have bed. You watched, have you watched right. the clip of... Uh, the gameplay clip of Star Trek Resurgence, the new game that's coming out from the X-Telltale devs? No. There is I a clip yeah, out yeah. there. The one with Spock in with the briefing Spock, yeah. What did you think of that impression in and out isn't it it's interesting i i kind of wonder I mean, if they should have just picked another vulcan because it didn't so it, you guys know the half-life series right that mm -hmm. video game yeah they um so they do a fan remaster of the original and they had to find people that could do voice approximations of all the like the voices in the original and they actually do a really damn good job in it and this Spock was not quite on par. Mm, I mean, really I don't know what their budget either. was like. I don't know what their search was like, but if you listen to like one or two sentences at a time, you, you might be a little bit confused. But if you listen to more than that, you're like, all right, this is just a guy doing a voice, yeah. which, but it depends on the gameplay. All, all they really had in that trailer was uh, just the typical select, RPG. Yeah. yeah, like the, the answering Dialogue question choices. type stuff. 
I don't know what any of the gameplay looks like outside of that. If you ever played like the Walking Dead Telltale series or um, any of the other ones, the Wolf, Wolf Among Us would have been the yeah, big one, one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 it's, I think it's going to be along that kind of line of things where there'll be like sporadic, maybe a little sort of quick time event at some point. But I think it's not, it's going to be very dialogue. From what I saw from that clip, I'm kind of, it seems very classic 90s Trek kind of feel of things like people talking about things on the bridge and going through the sort of the dilemma at the time. And I, I, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Everyone, every Star Trek fan that plays games is looking at it kind of going, like, this is the one Star Trek game, this is coming out, we must, we must invest in it. So they make more. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they don't get the wrong idea and make bad ones but hey there we are <laughs> alright I have a question for you guys and you guys in chat if you could only pick one Star Trek game to play for the rest, oh. if you could only play one Star Trek game for the rest of your life which one would you pick I think it have to be mm. oh I don't know and, and, and we'll disqualify timelines from this yeah for, no no it's definitely not time. Oh, well, yeah, no, no, it would never be my choice <laughs> I, I don't know, it's, it's either Birth of the Federation or Armada. Birth of the I Federation. Can't work out which. Oh, Armada's, Armada's pretty good. I, I don't feel like Armada has quite the depth, though, that other games do. Hmm. I feel like the replayability is a little bit limited. Probably Birth of the Federation, hmm. maybe Starfleet Command. I like hmm. that one, too. Yeah, Birth of the Federation, if they fix that memory leak, would be great. <laughs> the one where you play Armada after about two. 80 turns. Armada Scholar two. wishes for better... I'm a big RTS guy because I played a lot of Warcraft and Starcraft and all sorts of things. Um, so, but I don't think RTSs sell particularly well compared That's to other the games. They do well on a competitive scene, but no one wants to play competitive Star Trek games. <laughs> well, by the way, for pod, we don't have a podcast for this podcast listeners. Actually, how do you prefer do to consume up. Trek? It's fifty-fifty binge watch, and they like to have a week in between to break it down. So, okay, That's interesting. Stars. One Star Trek game for the rest of your life. One Star Trek game to Legacy. 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 I'm intrigued yeah. by this. All right, I, I have such good memories of it. It's like, the gameplay is like relatively like rudimentary, but it's like a combination of I like all the scenarios. There's like good like mix of different level design, and this is like the fact that it is a, a interesting joined up story between all the eras. I really get into the um, the min maxing your like your credits by. Like, there's an achievement for taking an Enterprise era ship into the next generation era. Interesting. Um, so you have to go through a five part TOS um, arc that includes fighting Borg and Klingon war. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's the thing. Um, and you have to use an Enterprise ship which doesn't have shields. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, it's all you got to do is reinforce the whole plating. That's yeah, exactly the same thing. Polarize it. Use the grappler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, away. But it's also just stuff like I have such good memories of um, turning on uh, four player, like one uh, human player versus three AI, um, pick different, um, all Federation uh, action, and then just picking different compositions of ships. Um, because the AI would always have the exact same composition. It would always go for three sovereigns and a defiant, because that's what you could afford with the maximum budget. Um, and it was always a case of, can I beat the enemy fleets with a fleet of four defiants? And most of the time I could, if I was good at it. Um, can you beat them with four intrepids? A lot harder. That's like because they're like like mid range fight fast cruisers. Can you deal with four Nova classes? No, you cannot. <laughs> um, unless you got really predatory, because the game has this system where you can target subsystems. 
and completely knock out weapons. So if you were quick, and the thing about the scout classes in that game is that they get a lock on subsystems way quicker than the other classes because their sensors are so much better. And then you could sometimes, if you were if you were smart about it and you led one ship off the other ones, you could have your swarm of Nova classes converge, knock out the, the shields, and then just like pick away at a sovereign class and kill it like a load of ants eating like a larger animal. Um, and it's like, I just wasted so much time doing that. It was just so much fun. <laughs> If Legacy was on GOG.com, I would have bought it already. I'm on the page, but it's not one of the listed games. So. Yeah, because uh, it's in a weird rights issue where it's it was kind of made by Bethesda, which is the weirdest thing right. about it. Oh, yeah. But it used the um, Armada engine, didn't it? It was the same kind I think of... it might have been, honestly. Because yeah. like, I remember seeing some of the collision bugs in Armada and being like, that reminds me of Legacy. Um... Oh, yeah, I, found a, I found a download. 2.2 gig. Yeah, we can do this. <laughs> Yeah, Crank no, Legacy is, is the one I really want to play. Crank is asking, did any of you guys pay much attention to Axonar before it fell apart? Did a good chunk of money when they were fundraising? It looked amazing initially. I remember uh, seeing some shots of like the skill thing. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I've never really had much interest in like Star Trek fan films. But after the mess that I heard that it turned into, I was like, oh boy. Mm. Um, because that was a real example of shitting where you sleep. I didn't. I yeah. didn't introduce myself to that whole world until like post XNR, and then mm. I don't know. I, I think. I think the problem was because the, the the producers played around so much with how they were doing the funding, and then try and got a little bit up their own ass that turned CBS into like, right, we're going to clamp down on every Star Trek production and every mm. kind of thing to stop people doing that. So it's a bit like, ugh. Shape. <laughs> Whatever. Shapeborn. You're the man, dude. <laughs> All right, Scholar says for Birth of the Federation, he likes playing Ferengi and buying everything. Have you, you guys have mm. both, both played Birth of the Federation? Right? Yeah, I was no, always I'm not. no, no. Oh. Oh my Never. god. Dude, when you get here, we're gonna play. We're gonna play all day. We're gonna play Birth of the Federation. Please stream it. That sounds alright, honestly. That sounds like fun. Alright, what's what's your favorite race to play idol? I would always go either I think it was Cardassian, and I would go intelligence and really fuck up everyone's. I would I'd be totally on the espionage and sabotage links and just send everything out. Fuck everyone over on home plan so they couldn't produce ships and then I'd just run over and then just take them all out. See, I always stuck with the traditional federation because it was so easy. One. Everyone's your ally. You get a lot of credits that way. And then you can tech into the Defiant, which was the most overpowered ship yeah. in the whole game. So I like that until, one. Until, like, you know, one of the stupidly overpowered, like, Borg Cube or Talarian destroyers oh. came along and then you just had to send your entire fleet to die. <laughs> They actually had a pretty healthy modding community. I think it's I think it's considered like abandonware now, so you can probably mm. download it mm. and like fifteen different mods for it. So I think Legacy is in a similar situation. Actually, I remember mm. when my um, my boyfriend was looking up a way to play it because we played through the entire thing together and it was quite fun. Um, he found some mods for it, but he wasn't as confident as uh, as maybe you might be a model at like integrating because I think they still have like Discovery like shit models in wow. there for fuck's sake. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, that yeah, keeps no, like I, I'm pretty sure. Five years old. I mean, I uh, used... came out in 2006, so not uh, getting oh, close okay. to 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, I used to, yeah. I used to really? be like in, in with the, the Klingon Academy. Klingon Academy is a great game as well. I used to play quite a lot of. I used to be quite in with the modding scene on that as well. And there were people like still making that mod into like well into the late Enterprise era as well. Like, like I remember sort of falling off of that game and then coming back when Enterprise finished. I'm like, oh yeah, they've got mods coming out for this and that. And yeah. <laughs> 
Mm. Clicking Academy is great. But yeah, no, I'm course. really excited to get you guys to get this play Legacy. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Mm -hmm. Google tells me birth of the Federation was 1999. Wow. Dude, I would that, have been five. <laughs> that was the golden era. Yeah, that really was. You, the Microprose era. Yeah. Voyager Convergent. You had like a billion different games. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to do, you know, this podcast around that time because it would have been... Oh, that was so good. I mean, so, so much material. We're in this like the second generation between all these different shows, and we're enjoying it now. But that was like the golden age. So. Mm -hmm. Star Trek: The Game Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we, we're not going to talk about that. And that's that's a dark era of timeline. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a that's a black mark on our records. <laughs> <sighs> no, I no. kind of hope we get like, a resurgence in Star Trek games. I really because like. Resurgence is again. Resurgence is. <laughs> I, I hope that's a uh, a because mm, 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 I want it to be a case of. I want more Star Trek shooters. I want like RTSs. I want more narrative games. I want exploration games. Like, <laughs> Elite Force the, Three. The for is... some reason, Alex Monroe yes. is now in the thirty second century. <laughs> Good. I'm down for it. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Play as Alex Monroe's ancestor in the Zindi War. Why not? Fuck yeah. Actually, did yeah. Okay, that, that, one cool. one last poll for chat. What kind of Star Trek game do you want developed? Either real time strategy mm. or first person shooter or turn based strategy. I kind of like both RTS. of the Federation ones. Mm. RTS is where my heart lies because mm. um, I I played a shit ton of Star Wars like the Battlegrounds back in the day and the the fun interactions yeah. between units and stuff like that where it was like um. The Rebel Alliance could make um, speeders, and they were massively overpowered against um, AT-ATs. And like the Rebels had these really shitty tanks that couldn't do shit against anything because they were completely non-canon designs. But and then you had like Jedi who would like just come out of the temple and be like, ah, and then they would like go at it. It's good fun, like loading of fun. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, I'm a big RTS guy, so first-person shooters don't necessarily. Appealed to me for couch for couch co-op reasons. I had a lot of fun growing up doing that kind of thing with friends, like with Halo or whatever. But if it's just me playing alone, it's real time strategy. I think definitely mm. give me Mass Effect, but Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I should include a yeah. ARPG in there. Yeah. Yeah, Mass Effect is always the one that got close to capturing the vibe I wanted from a Star Trek game. Definitely. You know, it was almost sort of, you know, it took us mass inspiration for Star Trek and Babylon 5 and things like that from how they handle all the integrated races, like, and they had such a depth of lore as well. As, oh, oh you yeah, know, the Krogans are just the Klingons, the Turians are kind of the Cardassians mixed in with the Vulcans. And the Slayers you know, are just like, weird. Shyporn yeah. says one last comment on fan films. If you want a legitimately decent written fan episode, check out Star Trek New Voyages, World Enough, and Time. Guest star in George Takei. It's rough in spots, but good. Some Duty fan night. films are okay. Some fan films stuff good. Need to watch more of them. There is a lot of bad ones out there, though. There is a whole site dedicated to them, and they're all on YouTube, and there's some, there's some, yeah. If you ever think thought about trying to make your own fan film, go and watch those, and then maybe you won't. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll reconsider. Yeah, you know, so I've uh, between Delta Flyers and Shuttlepod One, I've I've been listening a little bit more to these uh, these podcasts from from the actual actors in Trek, and 
I've always wondered what they really think about these fan films and Trek conventions and all that stuff, mm. because, you know, they say they're very grateful, but there's always a stigma attached to people that go in and do like conventions and stuff that they're, they're nerdy or they're, you know, or they're, they're weird or whatever. And it's, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Cause it is like, a, it's sort of an isolated world on its own, but if you go there yeah. and you meet the people face to face, they're like genuinely decent people who just are passionate about something. So yeah, I, I think like, you know, a lot of the people that sort of, you know, recurring actors that go to the conventions i think if they didn't want to do it they wouldn't do it like i think they didn't get something out of it for them i think there is a genuine belief that they you know they love what they do i think more importantly they've hit a niche where they've got people that that love them (laughs) you know they want to sort of hang off their every word which is part of it but i think you know a a lot of the times like they would probably get bored of that after a while but they, they keep coming back and they keep telling the stories and they've got a lot of stories to tell from you know quite a big portion of their fan base and i think they do respect what it means to a lot of people because you know star trek is, is an influence on so many people on m- many different levels it's not just a, a tv show that people are into is it is actually something it's not just thought the tip people are, people have evolved past that 90s predilection that it, it is oh it's a nerdy thing no it's, it's a television thing it's a genre thing that people are into like where everyone's into this kind of stuff now like this is this is modern day television this is modern day uh, humanity that we can look beyond um our mere mortal selves as it were <laughs> and yeah i think a lot of the actors do sort of appreciate that and yeah love it as well i think they do yeah except beltrand. i think that beltrand well <laughs> i was literally about to say like the ones who aren't interested start interest and they don't do it yeah. like like blalock and beltrand for like it's yeah. like who have like legitimate grievances with the show and would rather yeah. not spend their time doing the people who worship it like that's totally valid it's the case of I think you do also have to be very careful of trying to form a parasocial like relationship with this kind yes. of thing because it's like, you know, they they may play a character you like on TV, they may come across in social media, and that like, convention is real nice, but mm. you do not, they do not owe you anything. You do no, not owe them anything. Yeah. It is you are meeting a stranger. Don't ever forget that. Mm-hmm. Except us. If you DM us on Discord, we'll be super nice to you, and we'll we'll talk to you whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. All right, I need to go to bed soon because I'm getting tired. <laughs> I think I've yawned about yes. 15 times. I'm out of beer now. So oh, we well, go. there we go. We've, we've reached oh, okay. the We have leave to go. Yeah. <laughs> RTS one. There we go. Oh, sorry, auto there for the go. podcast listeners. Yeah, what kind of Star Trek game do you want developed? 75% say real-time strategy, 25% say turn-based strategy, and no one cares about Elite Force. <laughs> I care about Elite Force. Oh, I care. <clears throat> I care about Alex Monroe. I care. I I still want the timelines originals to Alex Monroe. I think that'd be awesome. Yes, he can just transport all the items out of his belt. Fantastic. I have the iMod. I can kill all the Borg single-handedly. That's true. Overpowered weapon. iMod for everything. Damn right. All right. Um, We'll be back on Wednesday. Tomorrow for for another chill stream. What am I doing tomorrow? I might do some Star Trek online tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. I'll see how busy I am or how tired I am. <laughs> um, I've got more story to go through. We need to find out what's going on with uh, the Voyager cast. Um, yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday for Timeline Talks. As usual, WRG coming on the 23rd charity show. Please, guys, come and give us some suggestions for uh, donation goals because uh, we need a few in there to sort of fill out fill out the, uh, the the roster. But apart from that, please come, come, come to the Discord, come chat with us and all this. We will see you later. Any last final words, food advice, relationship advice, please. 
legitimately these these charity streams okay they're they're for a charity fine but they're also they're mostly for you guys hmm. we want to cater to you we want to make you happy and and you know give you something to throw money at so asshole. you can so you can enjoy your weekend or or hmm. whenever we do these streams so Last time you blew us away, I, I remember talking to Idol. I'm like, okay, so what do we set this donation goal at? 500? Like, we yeah. don't have a huge community. <laughs> and we thought once, you know, 1701 would be kind of kitschy and, and thematic. But I'm like, I, I was, I told him, I don't, I don't know if we can hit that amount. And we went over 2,000. Mm. You guys were very generous with your time and your money. We had WRG come on. They're going to come on again, and we're going to have. A, a a Star Trek actor along with along with Shyporn. That's two Star Trek actors. That's pretty good bang for your buck right there. So mm-hmm. um, we had a great time last time. I know we're gonna have a great time this time. So thank you guys really? for for making that so much fun. Well said. Well said. You final word, stars. Kapla. <laughs> Kapla. All right. We'll see you later, guys. Ta-ra.